How are you? <laughs> It'd be a lot better if you'd smack my legs with this bamboo. Um. <clears throat> what? Just whack it against my shins as hard as you can, okay? <laughs> uh, I guess. Um. <laughs> How's that? Oh, come on, Gordy. You can do better than that. What are you, a little puss? A, a puss? A pussy, come uh, on. Come on, pussy. You can do better than pussy, that. Pussy, I don't know. How's oh, that? Come on, pussy, pussy. Uh, don't be shy, little pussy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. I want to see that That's our word brought to you by Freddie Got Fingered, the green cut. No might, no rights reserved, but all mites reserved. Fuck it. We're just sticking with it. I'm not doing another take. Fuck it. We'll <laughs> do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. And I'm here with MK Lords. How are you? I am good. Yep. And I am good, good. Jesus, obviously. Uh, and we're not going to fight today. We're going to be friends today. Because everybody... We're going to be friends. <laughs> Someone actually commented the last one and was like, I can't believe that you guys are actually friends in real time. No, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> we just like to put on a show. Like, we, we do fight in real life, but it's, it's fucking tame. <laughs> it's, yeah, like, it's, you know, it's, it's show business, mm-hmm. basically. <laughs> oh, you better get that. Oh, dang. I think that's Yemen. That that's Yemen on the phone. Ah, <laughs> oh, snap! <laughs> Fuck it, we're doing it live. Um, so we're going to talk about a bunch of different topics that I think we're going to be like in a hundred percent agreement with. Uh, where do you want to go with? Uh, you, you already saw the list of things that I want to talk about. What do you want to start start with first? Well, we already brought up Yemen, so why don't we dive into that? Okay. You might be able to educate me a bit more on the Yemen thing. Because I, whoa. I don't know what to stress out about. Like when I turn on the news now, there's like 40 different things that we could be at war at or like, you know, things could be going wrong or I, I don't know. So like it's been kind of it's flown a little under my radar which is bad because normally i'm up to date on foreign policy stuff but lately i haven't been able to catch up so. wow because i was actually relying on you to let me know what's going on because, oh, shit. because i had heard you and uh i don't know can, can we say who i don't know talk about this in like uh what was it a periscope on twitter um about how we should all suck it up contact our congress critter uh just Take one for the team, because if nothing gets done with this swing vote, then we could possibly get into a war with Syria. And I guess that will also tie into uh, the black pill, which we're going to talk about later. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, a few a few nights ago, I did do a live broadcast with uh, Angela Keaton of antiwar.com, and we were trying to encourage people to call Congress because they basically had this like super last minute vote on whether or not they were going to arm more people to fight in Yemen, basically arm the Saudis. And it was up for like an emergency, not even emergency, like last minute kind of vote thing. So we did like a broadcast the night before and we're we're on the phone. She was on the phone like the next day and we're like watching CNN, you know, basically it got it got voted down. Um, Awesome. It was a bill sponsored by. Well, no, not awesome. (laughs) The bill was to prevent. Oh, so, yeah, so um, it was a close That's vote, why we though. don't bury the lead anymore. <laughs> right, right. Let me get the exact – let me bring up the exact bill because I, I'm, I'm still waking up too, so. Yeah, I've been, I've been back on my high-dose caffeine again. Uh, things have been great. The apartment's starting to get a whole <laughs> lot cleaner again. It's beautiful. <laughs> but, yeah. That's um, good. So I, while you're pulling that up, I might as well feel some some dead air. Uh, I I heard about this and I was like, kind of like, oh shit, here we go. But my big question is like, where is Trump on all this? Because we kept hearing constantly during the the election that we need to vote for Trump, and this was before he was nominated. Or even Hillary was nominated. No one was confirmed confirmed for president yet, <laughs> and uh, or. And I was like, why this guy? Because this guy on one hand will talk out of his mouth that, oh, yeah, like, you know, we don't I don't believe in interventionism and whatever. And then even in like the same paragraph, we'll go on to say, oh, yeah, but we're going to bomb the shit out of ISIS and we're going to we're going to, you know, kick, you know, kick. What is it? Sudan's ass. Is it Sudan? I'm bad with my. It's everyone at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's literally everyone. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So what this bill was. Uh, so basically, for four years, Saudi Arabia has been intervening in Yemen, and the United States has been helping arm them to f- supposedly fight ISIS or whatever kind of terrorist groups are there. Um. And what happened? So this bill was sponsored by Bernie Sanders. Chris Murphy and Mike Lee, and they were basically wanting to halt U.S. military support for the Saudi-led campaign in Yemen. So this is basically like, hey, can we stop like selling weapons and supporting these Saudi-led forces because we don't really know, you know, we don't really know how much they're helping stabilize the region. We don't really know if it's being effective, and of course, who knows what kind of fucking war crimes are being committed in all of this too. I mean. Like, there there are no good guys in this situation. Right. Okay, so, like, we should probably stop, you know, arming people if we, we're not very certain that... And I, I don't know, I'm completely against war. And I, the, the whole idea of arming forces to fight other small forces and, and all of this, it just... No, I'm just... I've been anti-war forever. And so this bill would have stopped it, but unfortunately it didn't pass. It came close. There were 44 senators who voted for it. Um, there were a couple swing votes. Like I, I'm staying in California. I'm not a resident of California, but one of the swing votes was Kamala Harris, and she ended up voting Where was in she? favor to continue arming. She's in California. Okay. 
So, um, but she, I believe she voted against it. So, yeah. Prob- for probably a Dem U.S. support. She was a Democrat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and I mean, so that's the kind of thing. Like, if you looked at the the vote breakdown, I mean, it was it was pretty evenly divided. I mean, there's not a there's Bernie Sanders. There's like a small anti-war contingent in Congress that are Republicans and Democrats, but overall, I mean, it's it's pretty small force of people. And then Rand Paul is one of those people who's always on the fence about this bullshit because he has no spine. But uh, so, <laughs> you know, deep inside, he doesn't want to, but he just yeah, he just doesn't have the backbone to stand up for his own convictions because he knows right. that he could probably get unelected. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Bernie, I mean, Bernie he's he's been shit. pretty consistent the whole time, but also he doesn't give a shit. He's like, look, he's he's a lifer like he and he's he actually I mean, whatever people's disagreements are with Bernie Sanders, he has been pretty consistently, you know, anti-war. I, um, um, not not but, necessarily. <laughs> there was some stuff. Or, I think he was he he supported Kosovo or something like that. There was a probably, few things. Well, yeah. yeah, there are a few things. I mean, he hasn't no one's been perfect on the whole war thing. Um yeah, no, no Congress person is yeah, not even from not even Ron Paul. Ron Paul was for not even Af- Ron Paul was for the Afghanistan war. So that's right. Yeah. But yeah. At least so. at least there's some sort of like kind of somewhat argument for that, even though it's wrong. <laughs> there's at least some sort right. of right. Like, there was. Yeah, at least more justice. And whereas with this, it's just. I mean, this just kind of piles on to more. I mean, first of all, there's a humanitarian part of it, like stop killing people. And there's also the funding part of it. You know, there's just it's it's amazing how much money this country is able to find for war. Yeah. Despite being trillions of dollars in debt. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. So this just kind of heaped on top of that. Um, and yeah. And like. Yeah, it's it's not clear how much Saudi Arabia is really helping the region uh, and how much they're actually doing to try to end the war as opposed to, who knows, prolong it for their own interests. Yeah, they, they do have an interest in, in uh, what goes on in other countries' affairs, especially in the Middle East, for not only political yes. reasons, but for resource reasons, so, you know, since they're such Re- basically an oil – what's what's the term for it? Um, emirate. They're an oil emirate, so – Yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, and you you kind of went on a tear about this on Twitter about like anti-theism and like religion and like, you know, if religion were to ever go away, yeah. it would <clears throat> would that eliminate a lot of problems? And I think it would eliminate some problems, but you'd still have war. Like you'd still have fighting over resources and stuff like that, even if it's not couched in some kind of religious terminology or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean – I. I th- Okay. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, but but no, I, I was agreeing with you on okay. Twitter because I mean, like, I have been. I mean, I've been an atheist most of my life, and I was an anti-theist for a short while. But like, again, like, religion is not necessarily the like getting rid of religion is not yeah. the fix-all for everything. You're still gonna have petty-ass people fighting over bullshit. Yeah, because if you look at like what Bin Laden was saying. Uh, in this fatwa, there was su- there was a lot of stuff in there that was religious based, but most of the the reasons he cited for his de- declare uh, declaration of war against the United States in the West has always been kind of centered around political issues 
you know, in in his area, Jake is geopolitical. So he's 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 mad about Israel and the West support of Israel. He's mad that Israel has taken over this land. They're they're upset with the with the military interventions in the Middle East um, for various reasons. Uh, that's what he's mostly mad about. But what he does is he uses religion as a propaganda tool to help him fight in that struggle. And that's what a yes. lot of like religious wars are kind of based like the Crusades. Most of that was was fought for for land and and resources. But mm-hmm. what they did was they said like, oh, this is a religious war. We want you to come fight for us on behalf of God against the Muslims or you know against the Christians. That's what they were doing. They were just using religion as a kind of propaganda tool. And all you're going to do is if you get rid of that kind of mechanism, you want to get that. <laughs> I have no control over that, unfortunately. Yeah, no, you're, you're, it's fine. Uh, it's, it keeps it interesting. When's it going to hit next? <laughs> I know. I know. Whenever the phone rings, take a drink. Uh, so, um, yeah, so if you get rid of that mechanism, that kind of propaganda tool, the only thing that's going to end up happening is people are just going to find another reason to, to go after that, uh, to, to, to achieve that goal. So they're going to say like, okay, well, it's not for that. It's for, um, you know, it, it, it's for our, 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 our political ideology or something else. So, yeah. Right. Um, right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of been used as a tool. I mean, and it always kind of has been used as an excuse to control people to i mean i i'm very cynical as far as the the leaders in any kind of religious group i tend to think they're all charlatans who don't actually believe what they believe but prey on the belief of true believers to further whatever kind of weird agenda they have so yep yeah. War sucks, and they'll use any justification they can in order to get people on board with their cause. Right. And you're never right. going to get rid of all the spooks. <laughs> You'll never get rid of all the spooks. Never get rid of all the spooks. Oh. It's not going to happen. So. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Um, yeah. Um, the best way to get rid of spooks is to just try to work on the spooks in yourself. Yeah. I don't even I don't. And even that's think hard. You can't even do that, really. I mean, you can try. You can make yeah. efforts. I feel like I've I've deconstructed a lot of spooks for myself, but there are many spooks left to go. Yeah, I well, I just I have a different tack now. Now it's to to take on spooks that I know are spooks, and I am fully aware that they're just spooks, and just let it satisfy my ego in a very safe way. So yeah, like what would fall into that category for you? Like satanic ritual will be perfect for that. <laughs> it, it's 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 intentionally bullshit, and it's even explained in the satanic Bible that this is all <laughs> bullshit. Right. But what it does is 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 very helpful. Like a lot of the kind of occult stuff usually is kind of like the formation of what we understand to be science today. Like it starts out in the occult, and then it then it like they then they start finding like oh look we can do this, and if you know people really believe in something, it you know makes them healthier or whatever. So that's where it kind of a lot of that stuff comes from. But um, so like, yeah, like if, if, you know, if I just say some some weird words in Latin and, and shake a bell here and there and just put my disbelief aside for just a moment, that'll that'll give me some sort of emotional comfort that I need in order to be rational in other places instead yeah. of letting it leak out into into my, my worldview. So that's kind of. Kind of the idea behind it in a very, in a very, very truncated, <laughs> oversimplistic explanation. It's pretty much kind of the, the concept and how it works. 
Okay. Yeah. Heck yeah. So yeah, so uh, so how this kind of ties into the black bill because I'm sure Trump would have been more than happy to 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 just have a war. Period. Um, I don't buy the whole Trump is a non-interventionist. It's he Trump is a Russian. I never did. I never fucking did. Like when people were arguing with me that like oh, we should elect Trump because he, he might or might not be good on war. I was like, are you fucking delusional? Do you honestly believe a, a thing this crazy dude says? <laughs> like, it's clear he has no kind of, like, consistent principles or values of his own. He's Except just for saying trade. whatever is going to get the most claps or attention. <laughs> please or, clap. <laughs> please clap. Yeah, like, it, I, I, I'm just amazed that people were serious about that and, like, you know, I, I'm one of those people who, yeah, obviously I was against Hillary too, but it's really clear that people were just looking for any excuse to not vote for Hillary mm-hmm. and vote for Trump, even though if you just – just comparing the two, they're both so horrible. But Trump was just like horrible in a kind of different way that I think is worse and kind of – I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to tell what would have happened, but – and this is going to be like, I don't know if you want to fight with me on this. I'm not trying to start a fight, but I will say misogyny was a big factor in it, despite how much I hated Hillary and how much I did not want her as president, you know, even if it would have been the first female president or anything like that. Um, like this country hates women more than hmm. they hate. Look at what's elected. Like, look at that guy. Look at all the bullshit he's doing now and just the type of person he is. Like people really just. I, there, I, there's a, there's I a Bojack. Say, there's a Bojack Horseman episode about guns and, and women. You need to see, <laughs> if you don't, if you don't see any other Bojack episodes, watch the one on guns because it's really really funny. And there's this line in there. It's like I never I never thought that America hated women more than they loved guns. And it, like you'll have to watch it because it's really good. But I kind of get the same thing. It's like. There, there couldn't have been a more insane candidate than Donald Trump. Like, if you replaced him with anyone else, like a, any other kind of like professional wrestler type or any type of like sleazy reality TV show, like it really couldn't be an amalgamation of like worse character traits for yeah. a leader of any kind. And he barely had to do anything to basically win the presidency. Despite like decades of effort on Hillary's part and like having and it's it's kind of well, it's a, it's a fascinating study in how playing by the rules will not serve you even in the political realm. Yeah, I, Like there are no rules now. There's yeah, no yeah. sense in pretending like there's some strategy here. Yeah. And it's I think all there's, there's crazy. Some, there's some pros and cons to that. But um, I would say that it definitely was a factor bordering on major factor maybe i i don't know how much to the extent it was but i think that hillary didn't help in that at all because she was trying to play that she overplayed that hand and people did end up getting sick of it so i don't really know yeah. i i don't really know what to the extent that was and if someone like uh what was her name what was what was the one who ended up being Cruz's vice presidential pick is like a Hail Mary pass. Uh, Fiona. Carly Fiorna? Yeah, there we go. Fiorna, whatever. She probably would have done a whole lot better <laughs> in an election against Trump. 
um, or or somewhat yeah. maybe Trump like in the Democratic Party. I think she would have done a whole lot better. She probably could have won. Yeah. Well, and Hillary also, I mean, just just, just terrible. <laughs> just listening just to her talk is just enough to make people cringe. Like you can accept that she's terrible. You can also accept that misogyny had a part in it, and you can also accept that the DNC sabotaged their own yeah. fucking party. Like insane idiots so and that donald trump is one of the worst people who probably exists so like you can accept all of these things at the same time without it having to be this weird partisan like thing i would say that trump everyone's terrible yeah i I was gonna say like i would definitely agree that trump is a as a horrible as a human being is is horrible but i i don't know <laughs> i don't know to like which who is actually worse no i no i'll say i'll say i'll probably say that clinton was probably a worse human being period but for just very more dangerous reasons sure she wasn't a misogynist sure she wasn't sexist and sure she wasn't whatever uh, but well, yeah I, I yeah i think yeah. she i think she does hate women yeah okay all all of her like peacocking about like no she i think it's if you look at her history of shit i think she is not a real (laughs) she's not a real feminist like she's she was trying to be the women's candidate but she never earned their respect because she clearly has contempt for everyone yeah like look at the way she she treated all the 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 clinton the bill clinton accusers she was like on public record calling them sluts and whores and shit Oh, yeah. And who knows? And whatever kind of undercover, like covering up, you know, backroom. I'm sure there was some of that going on, too. And then like all of the war stuff when she was secretary of state. I mean, she has no that's what I would say. Authorizing the killing of, you know, I I would say that even if you were to get rid of all of that kind of stuff that you were talking about about her and just just have it like based on the merits, like, yeah, Trump treats women like crap. Sure. Trump is morally reprehensible um, in in various other ways. But I don't know if that really contends with like starting wars overseas and killing people (laughs) like that's really, you know, apples and hand grenades. uh, But Trump was aspiring to be worse during the campaign. So that's that was like my problem. Like, yes, Hillary Clinton yes. is objectively worse. But Trump but that's but that's for you know, that's not because of lack of effort. Trump just never has any and had any kind of political power in order to, to achieve her level of evil. So yeah. we'll see. What it did do on a cultural level is really interesting because well, this seems to this also seems to be bad on an international level as far as how he's been dealing with the leaders of other countries but if you localize it to not localize it but i get get back to like u.s cultural things it's emboldened a lot of really awful forces like nazis were not a thing they they were like they were on the on a steady decline since the nazi the literal nazis happened like nazism has not really been in vogue for a long time and now you've seen a lot of these people really emboldened, and I think a big part of that is because of Trump being elected, and ha- like a lot, a lot more people are way more comfortable being out talking about you know white nationalist views and some of these other really like it's all like outdated bad science and philosophy. Yeah, but I think they just dressed it up and found people who could write a little bit better. And I think that's on the decline. Social too. media and memes. I think that's on the decline too. 
It's. I think it's been beaten down. I think Charlottesville was probably a, a yeah, turning wa- point where people watershed. were like, oh, fuck these guys. Yeah. It's like, we're not going to let these Nazis in khakis fuck with us. Like, we're going to, you know, we're going to push back. And I think that's great. So I think it needed to become so visible so that people were aware of the problem. Because not everyone, you know, wastes most of their life on the Internet like I do. So, <laughs> like, I saw the Nazis kind of coming or the alt-right, whatever we you want to call did. them. Yeah, we both saw that kind of rising over the past several years, and I—I I mean, I didn't think it would get to that level, but it, it definitely did. But it definitely flew under the radar of just kind of mainstream people until you had Charlottesville and you saw the visibility of these assholes. Yeah, and then they started losing their jobs, which I, I totally support. You know, there should be—I think there should be social consequences for bullshit like racist sexist views Mm -hmm. i mean that's tough titties like if if you say some shit like you're gonna have to deal with consequences for that so sometimes you're gonna lose your job if you're a nazi who cares and you're gonna lose your job if you're a revolutionary communist too yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm, yeah. and I'm all for that as well. <laughs> because last, if I'm an employer, the last thing I want is someone who's possibly going to end up like trying to kill me to take my stuff. Mm-mm. Yeah, you, or you or even like interfering or even just causing drama for your business. I mean, really like firing someone for being, you know, just for drawing too much drama to your business yeah. is a good enough reason. I mean, like... I, 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 you know, I, I would probably have more flexibility. Like if I was an employer, I'd be pretty tolerant for pretty radical views and even presentations. I wouldn't fire someone for, you know, having dreadlocks or having piercings or stuff like that. Just aesthetic stuff. Uh, but Unless if they you were running affect- a bank. Yeah, I yeah. don't ever see that happening. <laughs> but I would not go to a bank if I went to the bank teller and they were covered with tattoos, even if. Oh, I fucking would. What's I wrong would with that? It would Why? It's just a little too weird for me. Why? And What's mind you, it? mind you, I like people who like most of the people I hang out with and talk to and date all have tattoos. So, and so stuff. why would you distrust a bank teller with tattoos? Because it's just so weird. <laughs> just What's so, weird about it? Because I know the people <laughs> like that, and I wouldn't trust them with my money. <laughs> Wait, what? Not because they're wait, thieves or anything. With, I think they would they would mismanage it grossly. Most of the people in your life who have tat have tattoos. I would not let most them. Most of the people you associate with. Do you just know like a lot of assholes with tattoos? Because no, people I know with tattoos, I great. wouldn't necessarily distrust with my money. I don't know that like oh, tattoo having is like a I know that, to like money mismanagement. Okay, I know that if I give you a hundred dollars and you say I want to pay me or you'll pay me back, that I'm going to get paid back. That's not the issue. I, I have a what giant I would tattoo be conser- on my back. What I would be concerned about is if, like you said, like give me a hundred dollars and I'll go and invest it for you. I'll be like, nah. <laughs> No. Uh, well, <laughs> see, if I went to a bank teller and they had tattoos, I would look at it as a sign of someone who was wise enough with their investments to have disposable income to get tattoos. So I wouldn't necessarily distrust them. Tattoos, I don't know. It's becoming such a common thing now. Like everyone yeah. has tattoos. Like it's no longer like a 
edgy kind of thing to do. Okay. I'll, I'll take – I'll resend the tattoo thing because now that I think about it, if I went to a teller and they had just like a little thing on their hand or you know maybe like a sleeve, I'll be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But now, they, face tattoos. Yeah, face, face tattoos. tattoos. I draw the line of face tattoos face and tattoos, neck tattoos. Uh, or <laughs> wide gauge ear things or you – know, I like gauges. But like face tattoos, that, that maybe shows like a, a lack of long-term st- strategic planning. That's, yeah, that's true. What though, I would deduce from that. Though there, there, people could do whatever they want. They can put there, tattoos there is, on their face. I'm going to be friends with them, but I may not. There is them. a very there is a very attractive uh, bartender f- who works at uh, at one of the the bars I go to who has a, has like stars on the sides of her face, and it works. It works. You know what? Yeah, I have works. seen some people with the stars, and it totally does work. Very few people could pull it would off. Would not let her invest my can. money, though. <laughs> they, they're beautiful people. <laughs> would not let her invest my money, though. I'd, I'd holler, but I would not <laughs> let her invest. <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah, the, the black pill. We should talk about what the black pill is. And yeah, what this, is the black pill? So in this terrible, horrible speaking of movie, smashing or not smashing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> In this very, very terrible, overrated science fiction film from 1999 called The Matrix, there was a scene where he offers Neo uh, the red pill and the blue pill, and the analogy is you can you can stay asleep in this fake world, or you can take the red pill and be and be woke as fuck, and then find out 9/11 when it's inside job. They're using chemicals to turn the frogs gay, and that uh, women are evil, uh, and. And, you know, if you take the red pill... Only one of those things is true, by the way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> mm, I wonder which one that No, was. I'm just kidding. I'm okay. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're the kind of analogy that, that a lot of people have been using is they're, they take the red pill and then they're, they're woke. And they're, you know, they see the world for as it is. Or, and everybody who doesn't agree with them are blue pillars. I think we all familiar sheeple. with that. I don't. Yeah, sheeple. I, I don't even know why I have to explain this because everybody's seen this movie. Everybody loves this movie for unjustified reasons, and everybody uses abuses this analogy that's been in culture and other forms around the world. But anyways, whatever. So the idea is that there's a, another one called the black pill, where you just say like, "Yeah, I see the world for what it is." But the deck is stacked against me, and there's no point in fighting it, so fuck it. Just let it happen. Let the world burn <laughs> and just enjoy it. It's basically kind of like a form of nihilism, uh, existential nihilism. And that was the pill that I already took. I was just like, well, when it comes to the government, it's pointless trying to like get involved and fix it from within inside or try to vote in the right people. And that uh, it included Trump and – I have been saying this entire time that, no, Trump isn't going to solve any problems. He's not. You know, he may make things guaranteed he's going to make things worse, just as any politician does, even ones that run as an outsider. Uh, You know, like, sure, you can't. Sure. Like, well, we haven't had one in America. But, yeah, there's been other countries that have elected, quote, unquote, outsiders, and it's been terrible. (laughs) It's all the way from, uh, uh, you know, from from communist dictatorships to far right dictatorships, there's a lot of been an outsider uh, electoral politics, and that's turned very ugly. It doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Doesn't necessarily mean it's bad either. But in the American government, with the deep state and all that stuff, it's 
pointless to even try to elect a president or try to elect a Congress that will end up doing the right thing because there's still a whole deep state that they can't get rid of. Yeah. And then I have been saying this for the entire time, but apparently fucking Molyneux posted on this, this, this tweet on his Twitter and it fucking has been making my day every day since what was it? The the 23rd. I think he posted it 24th somewhere in there. It's been making my day every day. I've been looking at it every day. I'm going to get it framed, but uh, he posted a picture of a black pill, a picture of a black pill. And it says today. <laughs> and I was like, gee, I wonder if there had been some sort of libertarian personality or podcast that has been saying this from the very beginning directly to him. If only he would have listened to that. Hmm. I wonder who that could have been. Right. Because <laughs> now that Trump I, I mean, has- if that's what the black pill is, I feel like I've been mm-hmm. like on the black pill since I was 14, you know, like <laughs> you've been eating black pills for breakfast. I've been. Yeah. I mean, like all day. I mean, like I've gone through, I guess, periods of like maybe gray pillage where I had like more hope. Um. But I, I'm pretty solidly in the fuck it, let's have fun camp now. Because, yep. uh, I mean, like, it, it, I don't know. Like, it, it's it's a whole complicated. Like, what does he mean when he says black pill? That's what I want to know. Because I, I want to know what I feel like different people have different meanings for this word. Because the way you described it, I'm like, oh, yeah, black pill. Like, that makes sense. I agree with that. But I feel like. I don't know. Is there another group of like black pillars that believe other things about it? I'm, I, I'm trying to just kind of. I don't, figure I don't out. know if they're like a consolidated group. It's just a group of people that just say that. I don't know why you're trying to fuck around with this pol- political bullshit. <laughs> I don't know why you're trying. Because I tried joining. Well, I, I tried looking on Reddit for the black pill, and you have to be invited to their community, Ooh. and so it's like invite only, um, which you know. Apparently, they care a, a whole lot about who's in their community. <laughs> Maybe they just don't want red pillars just ruining their their afternoon shit posting. To be fair, red pillars would ruin anyone's yeah. group. You can't let those people in. Yeah, they're so fucking pathetic and obnoxious. Anybody who wears oh, we that probably much shouldn't leather, bury their... <laughs> anyone who wears that much leather anyway, should be uh, destroyed. What? Yeah. Nothing wrong with leather. In the bedroom, but wearing leather trench coats, come on. Come on. Yeah, wearing a leather trench coat is uh, kind of fucking lame. Mm -hmm. It makes me want to give you a swirly. I wasn't even a bully in high school. I was, like, being bullied. (laughs) But, like, as I get older, I'm just like, these fucking nerds. I just want to, like, especially just some of these little little Nazis running around. I'm just like, God Damn it! I just like. I think they're. I think uh, Nazi. The Nazis are way overexposed. For the most part, they're just the media's whipping boy. You know, even if they their numbers did double, which is probably about right, maybe doubled. It's still way, way, way on the fringes. I mean, fringes that make libertarians look like you know, like Democrats <laughs> in terms of numbers. It's it's insane. Um. They're mostly irrelevant, and, and, and I'm kind of done. <laughs> just really uh, kind of, yeah, yeah, well, they, they've done a, such a good job of infiltrating the libertarian thing that they've kind of ruined it for a lot of people. Yeah. They've definitely ruined the – I mean, the, they're fringe, but libertarians were so cool about letting them in that now people think libertarians are Nazis. 
or if not Nazis, they're sympathetic to white nationalism, which it turns out a lot of them are. Yep. So well, they weren't wrong about that, but they definitely are wrong by just saying that, well, libertarians are right wing. Therefore, they're the same as Nazis. That has always, always been around. Always, 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 always. And it's like, no, come on. Well, what about Cantwell? What what the fuck about Cantwell? So <laughs> the cop. <laughs> the the no 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 uh, the the most beautiful thing about Chris the crying Nazi Cantwell is that he wasn't a cop all along. Although we did a lot to stoke that rumor back in the day, we, we I think we were going hard on the anarcho capitalism is gay. Go on, because because he was yeah anarcho capitalism is gay. So we yeah so like. Because he was doing everything a bad informant would do, but so we tried to get everyone on board with it. He's a cop thing, um, but the thing is, he wasn't a cop the whole time. But he was willing to sell out and become a snitch despite getting less than nothing in return because he is overexposed. He's useless to the FBI. He can try talking to the FBI all day, and they're going to be like, "Yeah, dude, like you're fucking useless to us." You're known as the crying Nazi. When people Google your name, they see the crying Nazi. You're not going to fucking inform on anyone. Like, who are, like, <laughs> what the hell kind of information could you possibly have? Yeah, like, you can't even see how much you're screwing yourself over by talking like a goddamn idiot instead yeah. of invoking your right to remain silent like your lawyer is telling you. Like, motherfuckers going to jail. I'd be, I'd be shocked if he didn't. I mean, I, I, anything could happen. Anything could happen. But uh, but yeah, I mean, he was willing. He wasn't like a cop. Like a snitch is all is less honorable than a cop even. And I hate cops. But like a wannabe cop, someone who wants to be a cop and can't be a cop, but is willing to become an informant is even lower than and, a cop. These and, are like the George Zimmerman's. Cops. And hangs out with cops. Like, these are the George Zimmermans of the world. These are, like, Chris Cantwell and George Zimmermans, like, the same mentality. These are people who've always wanted to be cops. And they're unfit even for being in the police, which the police do not have high standards. So if if you're – if you can't be in the police, if you want to be a cop, but you can't even qualify to be a cop because you're too fucking incompetent – then it's just going to cause a lot of problems for your community. You're going to end up killing yourself or others. And this is something I think I was saying for a long time, too, when Christopher Cantwell was identifying as a libertarian and living up in New Hampshire in a small community. I was like, he's going to kill one of y'all. Like, he's the type of person that, like, gets kicked out of neighborhoods and at normie places who you know like y'all should have some standards for yourself because he's gonna seriously hurt someone and sure enough he did and like he kept causing trouble for people and people were still like well technically he didn't violate the non-aggression principle or or he's my friend and he hasn't done anything to me so like whatever and uh but you know what? And then like, you turn I, to a Nazi. Yeah, I, I surprising know, no one. Yeah, I mean, I've known people who I was who, who I've met people who hasn't violated the non-aggression principle, haven't done anything to me, or I haven't seen him do anything to else. But I've seen behaviors that certain people exhibit that I go, okay, I don't want to be involved with anything that you're doing because I have a feeling that you're up to no good just by just certain behaviors. And Cantwell definitely yeah. displays a lot of those same behaviors that I have told people to go kick rocks over in the past. And then I've heard 
other people talk about, oh, yeah, that person fucked me over, or that person ripped me off, or that person stole from me, or that person, you know, punched someone or shot someone or whatever. I've, I've heard those things. So, yeah, that's that's perfectly fine to say, like, well, he hasn't done anything to me yet, but you should still be like, okay, he hasn't done anything yet. What kind of behaviors is he exhibiting you know, that, that are big red flag warning signs of people who do exhibit those kinds of behaviors that, that you're really, truly concerned about? And he, he, yeah. he does all of them, a lot of them. And, and every single person in my life that people have been like, oh, you should watch out for this person. I've been like, well, they haven't done anything to me, has always stabbed me in the back. Like never fucking trust those people that everyone's like, well, they're kind of an asshole or they're, they're a shitty person. Like the whole – and this is why I don't really – I don't like to associate with the libertarian thing anymore because I see way too much of this in libertarianism of this like hyper-focused individual like, well, he hasn't hurt me, but he's destroying your entire community. It's like – do you want to live in that kind of world? Do you want to live in a world where everything is fuck you, I got mine? Because that's not the kind of world I want to live in. Yeah. Like I don't like seeing violent predators roaming about harming people when it could very easily be remedied by kicking them out of your community. Well, there's but a lot people of – People are unwilling to even fucking do that despite seeing widespread harm that a lot of these people cause. Yeah. I – I'm I'm not interested in label jump. I think the only real label jump that I did was to say, like, okay, well, I'm not an anarcho-capitalist, and that wasn't because of anybody in anarcho-capitalism. It was because I, I I found I really kind of learned the history of capitalism and what it really meant and what people use it today. And I'm like, well, that's not what I advocate. That's not capitalism that I advocate. I advocate for free markets and stuff. Yeah, but the whole libertarian. It's a ridiculous not, term. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to call myself, or I'm. I'm not going to not call myself a libertarian because there's shitcocks who call themselves libertarians. Because then I'll just be changing labels all day. I'll take some other label, and some other people are going to take that label and ruin it, just like they did with voluntarism and agorism and name it. Um, <laughs> and they're going to ruin that. And then I'm going to add that it's going to be an endless cycle because no matter what group you're in, there's always going to be idiots ruining it. Even oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that. I, okay. I'm just saying, like, that specific thing is such a problem for me that I'm unwilling to kind of affiliate with that label because I, I really – yeah, do do I believe a lot of this stuff on a philosophical level? Absolutely, but I don't – I don't want to be, like, a public – you know, libertarian figure. I, I have more nuanced thinking on a lot of things um, than what a lot of libertarians seem to profess. And I just, I, I disagree fundamentally with a few things too. And I'm even more just kind of disgusted by the community and the lack of any kind of standards. And I'm not saying like you have to have, I'm not saying like everything has to be the way I want it to be. I'm just saying like having basic standards, like not allowing rapists and racists and misogynists I think to they, hurt I, people. I, I think, feel like that's not a high standard. I think they do have standards. They just don't enforce it. I think that's what it really is. Like they really don't like any of those things. Most of them do don't, but they're perfectly fine to sit back and let things happen like that and just go, yeah, but he's done so much for liberty or um, – but, you know, he you know he hasn't done anything to violate the non-aggression principle that you can prove. You know, can you prove that he raped somebody? It's like, well, yeah, I have DNA evidence right here. What, what the fuck do you think? You know, um, <laughs> like, come on. 
there's there's things like that that I'm just like, give me a fucking break. You you can look at things and go like, okay, this guy is not good. Sure, he hasn't broken the non-aggression principle yet, but uh, he's he's not very a healthy person to be having around. Especially Which when is, he's, is a shit standard for. We've talked about this before. Yeah, 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 yeah. NAP is a shit standard for. Uh, you know, human interaction. So is the golden rule. So I give Christian shit about that too. So <laughs> I'm yeah, not a big fan right, of the golden right. rule either. <laughs> treat others how you want to be treated. I am not going to treat a, a robber uh, who's got a gun in my face the way that I would want to be treated. Fuck you. He's going to die. <laughs> or, or I'm going to fuck him over after he leaves or whatever, whatever the case is. Um, yeah. Fuck the golden rule. God damn it. Why Why do people – and then NAP is like at least one little step better than the golden rule, but people want to associate it. Like don't. Don't do not do that. <laughs> That's not good. Don't compare it with something even worse. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. It is, it is kind of interesting. I, I mean like – Going up to the whole Cantwell thing, I think it's really hilarious. I, I like that's what's been making my week. So if if the black pill Molyneux thing was making your week, the Cantwell is a cop, but not even a cop. Like that's just the Cantwell is a too. is a bad snitch has just been making my week because like you and me were some of the first people I think being like this motherfucker's trouble. Like don't trust him. Like he's you know a lot of the I've never were. been a fan. A lot of the, and a lot of the other Lulberts too to yeah. to their credit. Like I I knew back in Hi, like, when I met him in 2013. <laughs> yeah yeah Matt absolutely. Like yeah I mean we we were like this guy is a violent piece of shit and. I mean, it's no surprise he turned into a Nazi. He's some people are, have just always been Nazis on the inside, yeah. and he strikes me as one of those people. Like he can throw on whatever label he wants, but some people are just just shitty. Yeah, and, and know, Nazi shitty I, Nazis. And Nazi is I don't I don't think it's out of the par, par of course for for what call it. And, and but he talks about you know you know like economics and stuff, and he's not he's not. But yeah, at the same time, he goes and he he speaks at like the work. What is it? The White Workers Party or whatever it's called. What is that one? The one that kind of uses the 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 anti-fascist kind of logo as their logo, but it's a pitchfork instead. I, I, yeah, I know the one you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, I don't it's know like, what the yeah, name some... of it is. They're fucking. Yeah. They're straight out like they're more socialist than that socks. Far more socialist than that socks. Their their ideal yeah. is. They're they're full like they're like one step they're probably like democratic socialists, but they think that it only can work with white people. That's that's their ideology. And he spoke at their event while this leftist giant leftist symbol is being displayed behind him. Don't give me that shit. <laughs> Don't give me he's, that. He's shit. perfectly fine with socialism, but only for white people. Otherwise, he would have said something in that in that uh, speech, which I did watch. And he did not say anything oh, about it. So. Why do you, you watch that? Well, Be- because I'm a masochist, which is going to tie into a, because it's going to tie into another topic we're going to talk about later. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I mean, I already knew that. Like, okay, I know <laughs> with all the hot sauce that I eat. Yeah, yeah, and and all the fighting, all the fighting you yeah, like yeah, yeah. to do, and, and the tr- getting your getting your ass handed to you. Oh yeah, yeah I, sure, I know. yeah, sure, yeah. Stroke that um, ego. Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> I said we weren't going to fight. Damn it! <laughs> We're not going to fight. We're not, not going to fight. fight about fighting. <laughs> but yeah, but no, like like Nazism is just uh, it's you know socialism plus racism. 
That's all it is. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not economically, there's not much difference between the systems. So, like, I don't know, even na- nationalism, even if you don't want to call it Nazism, you want to call it white nationalism or some bullshit, it still believes in the same kind of flawed notions. And uh, sorry, um, you know, being surrounded by white people in certain geographic areas is not necessarily a great thing. I've lived in various different neighborhoods in my life, all within the same, I would say, like, lower class, like, like caste level. And uh, I have felt... You are the untouchables? <laughs> <laughs> not quite, not okay. quite. But, like, you know, I've lived in, like, kind of lower-class neighborhoods most so of I. my life. And I've always well, felt less safe life. in predominantly white ones. And I've also had more trouble in predominantly white ones. Um, it, whether I've lived with a partner or alone or, or whatever, I've experienced more violence. And they're also way quicker to call the cops on you which is really fucking dangerous. That's something that like people I get working like reaching out to like the working class and like the, the lower class and stuff like that. Like I guess they're doing, you know, and and I see like I Oh, I've, mind mind blown. Go ahead, sorry. I'm gonna... I, <laughs> But no, like you know, there are arguments like I think class is left out of a lot of discussions in political philosophy and stuff like that. And especially from the left, like I think they view it it's it's really left out of a lot of their, um, I guess, societal analysis or whatever. But living around those people, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for like poor white working class people. I've been, I am a poor white working class people, and I mean, honestly, like the, they'll call the cops on you more. So the cops will come to those neighborhoods more often. It's just you're asking for a lot of trouble. And they still benefit from things like white privilege. I know we don't want to, oh, God, don't say the P word. Like, it's such a terrible thing to admit that, like, yeah, poor white people are going to have a better time dealing with the police than poor black people. Um, They just are. I've seen it. I've I've seen it with my own eyes several times. And I'm just like, you know, like. I'm not going to fight with you on that. Because for the most part, I I agree. But I think that. On other levels, it's the 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 dynamics can shift on in others' perspective. It's uh, yeah, like yeah, they they get pulled over more often. They they get policed more often. That's for sure. Um, But at the same time, cops are are less fearful of shooting a white person over a black person because they know that there's not going to be a probably a huge media backlash if you know if they. In a, kill an innocent white person. Like, what was that one guy that got uh, shot in the hallway? What was that one guy that got shot in the hallway? I think that was the most that I've ever seen, like, a huge media backlash on. Um, usually it's it's always African-Americans that there's huge. So, th- like, there's hesitation. Wait a sec. No, there, there's really not, though, because, I mean, people, maybe that's a more recent concern, but it definitely hasn't been yeah, yeah, historically. Yeah. And if you look at, and if you look at the outrage right over now. white people yeah, getting yeah. killed. <laughs> it, so if you look at the outrage when, like, a white person gets killed well, hold, by the well, police, hold. there's a lot more of it. And then if you look at what happens but hold on. afterwards. I'm, I'm, I'm building on something here, though, so, so, so hear me out, and then, then we could talk about it. So okay. So yeah, and then you have the kind of statistic where you know black on black crime or black crime is higher than white crime. Sure, 
and then cops are more readily willing to to shoot a white person over a black person. So what's the real difference between a black person who shoots somebody because of an altercation versus someone who calls an agency in order to have them come and shoot you? What's the real big difference? Because there's a badge attached to one? Yeah. Is that a, is that a, is that a fair kind of comparison? <laughs> Um, well, it does. Yeah, it does okay. part privilege to the person. It's and it, and that's shitty. It, you know, allegedly, like supposedly, everything's supposed to be fair and equal. But we don't live in that kind of world. Like badges grant you extra rights, and black people are more likely to be killed by the police because there might be a media backlash, but there's not going to be as much of a professional backlash. And I think this is really important. So. True. It, as much as some cops might kind of be afraid to kill black people, like they know that their job is probably not going to be threatened. Whereas if they kill a white woman, they're going to get charged with murder. And you can uh, like look at just the news stories about this. Uh, who is that Australian? Unless woman they, ra- who got they can rape by the them. police. They can rape. Uh, oh them. yeah. Well, well, actually, yeah. Unless cops yeah, if rape. they're raping, if they're raping women, but if, it's if, different. But if, they, if, if they kill them after they raped them, then no, no, no. then it's a problem. Okay. Then it's a problem, and and it's and it's even it's only a problem if you have like really clear evidence of it and all that. So if you saw the most recent one of the more recent stories, it was like this Australian woman who was she got killed I think on her wedding day by the cops. It was really horribly. It's sad when anyone gets killed by the cops. It's fucking horrible when any one gets killed by the cops. And the cop ended up being charged with murder, as he should have been, as any of the cops in any of these cases should have been, whether it's Freddie, Gay, Freddie Gray or Philando Castile or any of these other black victims of police shootings. They don't ever get the same justice. They might get a settle. The families might get settlements or something like that, but the cops usually are able to keep their jobs. And if you look at the, pol- the public reaction to it, there's a lot less sympathy for black men who get killed by the police you can just read the comment sections and deduce it from that like if you just compare stories look at the white woman who is killed versus like tamir rice who's a child or you know some of these other uh black kids who were killed just look at the breakdown of the comments and like who's saying what about things and it's just it's very very clear that race is still a huge problem in this country and people have way less sympathy for black kids who were killed by the cops even though their circumstances are a lot more complex and should be analyzed like when people want to bring up the black on black crime thing it's such a ridiculous thing because it's taken so out of context from the historical reasons why you might be seeing those things and it just drives me crazy when i see that because it's like you're just pulling numbers out of thin air without connecting them to any historical context and it really really matters when you look at the history of government poisoning and disarming and killing black people yeah and, and the it, slavery before that and it doesn't like, really it, matter if 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 my white neighbor if my black neighbor shoots me versus my white neighbor calling the cops who are going to shoot me because i quote unquote had a cell phone in my hand um yeah so it really doesn't matter because at the end of the day i'm dead right Right. And yeah, the most recent killing of that guy who was just in his neighborhood, on, in his backyard, on the phone. I mean, what the hell was that? There's video evidence of it. They know that people, turned, the cops turned off the dash cams. Like they, they have all of the video evidence and people are still debating about whether or not he should or should not have been doing what. 
And it's just like, how can you look at something? There's clear evidence right in front of you and still be like, well, he should have done this. Well, he should have complied. There was no time for him to comply. But that just shows you how embedded racism and the whole the history of unequal race relations are in people. It's getting better, but like it's still when it comes to police brutality, there's a lot of disparity in sentencing and public outcry about who the cops are killing. Yeah, I I said this on on a Patreon podcast and like being provocative, you know, titles and everything. I I was like, yeah, I'm for the March for Our Lives. And I'm probably the only libertarian (laughs) that will say that. And it's not because I I want the government to come take your guns. But because I I think of how it would play out in real world to stand if all of their demands were met, because their their two big demands was like, you know, major gun control legislation and uh, to get rid of the police. And I'm like, whoa, okay, so you want to get rid of the police who are going to be enforcing the gun laws. So there's not going to be any enforcement of the gun laws and you're going to get rid of the police. Sign me up. I'm there. Right? <laughs> I'm there, dude. I'm that sounds so like there. anarchy. Yeah, I'm there. Sign me up. Where? Where? Where's the petition? Give me, give me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm I'm one of those people. Like I, I'm you know the the gun control thing. I think there's a lot of layers to it, and I've carried guns for long periods of time. I'm well acquainted with how to use a gun. I think people should have access to them to protect themselves and all that, but I cannot fucking stand gun nuts. Like, I can't stand the NRA. I can't stand a lot of the people who are on the pro-gun side of things. I think that they completely lacked any kind of tact when talking about the issue. Yeah, okay, yeah, make fun of the kids and call them Nazis. That's really helpful, assholes. You know, <laughs> like, that's... Yeah. I, I I'm, we, I'm we so fucking grossed out by that. We still haven't learned our lesson about the Nazis. No, they're they're more like right, uh, right. They're they're, no, well, they're more like commies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I've I've been seeing like so many nuance. of my like conservative friends being like these kids are Nazis. It's like, uh, no. First of all, <laughs> I don't I don't know too many Hispanic Nazis. But go ahead. <laughs> I do actually know a couple Hispanic Nazis. Um, but that's. That's a whole other thing to unpack. Um, <laughs> they do exist. Well, they're Hispanic uh, whites. <laughs> oh, right. God damn it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there are a surprising <laughs> number of people I know who are like women and minorities who became Nazis. And I'm just like, whoo we lot to unpack there. Yeah. Lots of repression to work through there, whatever. But, I'm all uh, for making fun of people – making fun of people who make dumb arguments. I'm, I'm all for that, but not not making dumb arguments in the process of doing so. Right. I'm all for and that. Like, not ma- and like really I'm not going to make fun of fucking teenagers. I mean I, I remember what I believed when I was a teenager and I mean it wasn't the gr- – I didn't have the greatest ideology ever. I'm it glad people made fun of me. It wasn't terrible, though. I mean, you know, it was I was very anti-war. I was this was during like, I don't know, this is, I grew up during, you know, the Bush years and all of that. I mean, I think compared to my peers, my political views probably were pretty solid. Um, but, yeah, I'm not gonna, that's not going to be the hill I'm going to die on making fun <laughs> of these kids. Like, no, no, I'm not. Going I've to. just been so disgusted by some of my conservative friends that I've I've seen like. 
make it call it literally calling them Nazis or, or all this bullshit. It's like you people support a dude. Look at who you guys support. Look at who your your little political party has been promoting. Like, you have no room to talk. You're not gonna fuck it. You can't. You're not gonna turn this Nazi rhetoric around. <laughs> no. On these kids, that's ridiculous. I did find the one where they they put like the beard, uh, Castro's beard and hat on the on the on the the Hispanic bald girl. What's her name? Gonzalez. I did, yeah. I did find that one funny. That, that's more apt. <laughs> well, and I even saw some people being like, "Oh, she's wearing a patch of the, you know, of the Cuban flag," and it's like, "Oh, come on!" She's like, Cuban. I knew. Yeah, she's Cuban. Like, and who cares? And and, and okay. And what kind of seventeen-year-old girl has the political power to become a dictator and take away all your fucking guns? Jesus Christ! Like, yeah. shut the fuck up. I, I, know, I know the media thinks they can, but it's not going to happen. No, no one's taking these Just kids seeing seriously. Some of my friends, I'm like, dude, like, she's. This is not like a problem you have to worry about. You know, yep. this is not a realistic thing to worry about. Uh, there's wars going on. There's all this kind of shit. I mean, people can. I don't know. I guess people can but worry. Honestly, about what they like believe, all of, but these kids don't have that much political yeah, power. And even still, like. The the way the American culture is, if they come and try to try to take people's guns, they'll be like, "Well, I don't have guns. I don't know what you're talking about." No one's going to give up their guns to the federal government or the state government, unless you live in New York or California. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I'm not and e- also, not do worried. we really want this administration to be the one taking the guns? Like, yeah. how long have have leftists been like? Using the same like Nazi stuff, you know. Yeah. Trump's a Nazi. Like, wait, so you want to give your guns over to the people you've been calling Nazis for? Yeah. You know, since you got elected, that's probably not great. Yeah. You know, I I, I don't think that's a great idea. I, I'm not a huge like gun person anymore. I don't think you really need to have you know five AR-15s or shit like that. I think they're but more you practical can. weapons. But you can, yeah. Yeah. But it's but yeah, it's guns. I've written enough about the gun thing. Yeah. People know where I land on that. Yeah, but I still I, I see I would want like a long range thing because I do not want to be like down in the trenches fighting people straight on. Like I would much rather be hiding in a bush with a little with a little bold action rifle just Picking things off, hoping they didn't hear me. <laughs> Next shot. This, I this like survivalist like deal with fantasy. The P- I would I would much rather deal, much, much rather deal with the PTSD that comes from that <laughs> than having to fight people in person. Like the I, I I could never be in the My Lai massacre. Just having to shoot someone face for uh, in front of me. That that would no, I could not I could not do that. The odds yeah. that anyone is ever going to have to be in these survival situations never, and never. an AR-15 no. is going to be the one gun that saves them is so crazy. Like the AR-15 is fantasy. a it's just a it's just a uh, glorified rodent gun. <laughs> At the end of the day, like people think that this is like the one of the worst guns ever, and it's a military grade weapon. It's, it's like it's not. It's, it's not. It's 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 a vermin rifle. That's pretty much they're, all they're it like is. fun to shoot, but yeah. they're not like these giant fucking. They're yeah, not they're, M16s. They're really not that scary. Which, right. Exactly. Which is what the military uses. Yeah. 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 Um, and also, 
You know, and, and pistols these, are they all carry pistols and knives. Those are guess military grade weapons, apparently. So, yeah, yeah. But basically, we're never going to see this weird fantasy that, that a lot of conservative gun nuts have about. Like, first of all, like these people aren't going to be the ones charging against government. Okay, this whole bullshit about we need the Second Amendment so that we can protect ourselves from the government. The biggest bootlickers ever are like gun nut conservatives. Yeah. Just whenever their dude is in office, I mean, these people aren't going to be fighting against the government. Are you kidding no. me? Trump's in office. <laughs> Trump's in office. We're, like, we're, we're fine. We, they love the your, government. Yeah. You know, well, no, they're not going to give up their guns, but you know, some of them may may kind of go like, well, you know, it's because of our guy. You know, he's a Republican. We can trust him. But then, and then, what happens when he loses the election next elect, next election or? Wins the next election, but loses, you know, but doesn't isn't eligible to re to to be reelected, and you know Obama or another Obama comes along or another Democrat comes along, then what? Where's your guns? Too busy bootlicking to realize what you're doing there, buddy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but it's it's just such a weird, and a lot of them have the fantasy that they're going to be the ones who like stop a shootout too, like the the whole good guy with the gun thing. Like a lot of them truly believe like they're going to be the good guy with a gun in any situation. And I don't think they've really thought that through very well because it's, it's all, it's hard to hard enough to be accurate if you can focus and spend, you know, all day at the shooting range or something like that. And you have like a lot of training and stuff, let alone in a chaotic situation where you're dealing with a ton of adrenaline and people are running around and stuff like that. Like you're just, but it does change the odds. Yeah, it can change the odds. Yeah. I think that's the whole point that they're making is that it's not it's not a panacea. Some people think it's a panacea, but I think the more rational ones are like, well, yeah, of course. There was always that Las Vegas shooter, not the shooting that happened at the what is it, the um, uh, uh, Mandalay Bay, the festival. But, the, but the but yeah. but the other ones, the, the 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 actual Nazis that shot up, I think a Walmart or something like that. There was a guy who was concealed carrying, and he tried to stop it, and he ended up getting shot and killed in the process. But yeah. you know. It did change the odds. It just the didn't the odds just didn't go in his way. That's all. It's, right. It's not a panacea. Right. It's but I, I will say that there is kind of um, just just having just knowing that concealed carry is legal or people can do it is a, a, enough deterrent for some people to even not try or to go to some other places where they know that they're not going to be armed and. Even in a free society, there's going to be like movie theaters that are going to be like, I don't want you bringing guns in my movie theater. I don't want people bringing guns in my store. There's always going to be those people. And as long as you're in those stores and in those places, you know, it's really sick to me that like the same people who were like, well, you know, it's my private property, so I can be a piece of shit on it. (laughs) will still be like, oh, but movie theaters, that's tyranny. (laughs) I can't bring my fucking deadly weapon into their into their place. It's like, do you respect people's private property or not? Like you can't have both. Then they're not infringing on your rights because they don't want to bring that kind of culture. Or what's even sicker is some of the people I've been seeing like, well, they deserve what they get if it's a gun-free zone. Like, no one deserves to be killed because they don't want weapons on their property. Some people don't like weapons. I'm, like, I'm not opposed to guns, but, like, I have way fewer of them than I used to have. And I actually don't really want access to a lot of guns, personally speaking. Like, it's not something I need. 
I'm not well, I, know, I mean access. Them, yeah. I mean like in okay. close proximity access. Okay. I don't mean like government <laughs> legislation. Okay. Like everyone, yeah, sure, arm the homeless, you know. But <laughs> I only think that's funny because it's impractical. <laughs> if it was practical, I'd be like, "Come on, James." May not be the best of ideas. Funny, but not the best. <laughs> oh, you want to fight yeah, me that, over I mean, that? Okay, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna fight over. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I don't need to be surrounded by a bunch of guns to feel safe. Pepper gel is a really effective self-defense tool that's more easily concealable and more effective, and it's not lethal. Like, I- I'm not going to pull out Wouldn't a gun and shoot me, someone though. who's trying to steal my purse. You know, I don't think someone deserves to be killed over theft necessarily. It depends on the type of theft. Like, if they're breaking into my house and, like, with a gun, I don't know if they're going to kill me or not. So, yeah, I would use realistic self-defense but if i'm on the street or something and like someone's just trying to like take my purse like i'm not gonna kill them like is it wrong for them to steal my shit yeah but it's not so wrong that they deserve to fucking die even if they are a shitty person i don't know like i think not killing people (laughs) like killing people should be the last resort for anything it's not going to be my first option and i'm not going to try to be a hero about shit and i like i just want to get away like I, i and if i happen to be in a shootout or i don't know like i really hope these mass shootings i think it's good to examine the reasons behind why they happen and sometimes there isn't a reason why they happen yeah but i will say that if someone tries to pepper spray me i'd probably thank them <laughs> you like the pepper spray uh, I, I, I can only imagine that I would love it, considering how much crazy hot sauces that I that I use. My daily driver is a Nougat Jalokia sauce, which is. Do you put it in your eye? It, it's been in my eye, and you know, sure, it sucks initially, but then you're just like, oh, but the pain, the the endorphins going, and I'm like, ah, oh, fucking awesome! I fucking love this. Oh, shit. you yeah. love that shit. Yeah. The, the the one thing that I now, if you if you sprayed it at my genitals. That would stop me. <laughs> like just even like going to the bathroom after handling that stuff is a nightmare scenario. <laughs> even after I washed my hands after doing that, it's still oh, a nightmare. Scenario. Jesus. But uh, everything else I'm, I'm fine with. I, I fucking love hot sauces, like extreme hot sauces, like insane. Like I had a friend who like had this this home warming party in LA and uh, he knew a guy who made hot sauces, like different kinds of like hot sauces. And, and he was really good about like, there's no preservatives, no nothing in here. This is just like pepper puree and maybe, you know, garlic or whatever, but no, no salt, no, no vinegar, no, none of that stuff. Like he was like Ooh. a purist and they, they wow. were really fucking amazing. But he gave me a vial of his secret stuff, which was – it was – I can't remember what it was called. It was something dumb, but it had the opportunity to be be something awesome because it was the seven hottest peppers in the world at the time. I think there's there's like a a newer – or two new ones now, Um, but all the way up to Carolina Reapers. And I was like, why Mm. don't you just call that the seven deadly sins or something like that? And he was like, that's what I fucking told him, but he he won't do it. Um, But it's just a puree of just the seven – uh, deadliest peppers in, in the world wow. in a little vial and I gave or he gave it to me and I was like cool and uh, one of the other people there was like I gotta try this and he put like one drop on his pizza and he was like dying and I was like cool this is for me and I just dumped it all over my pizza and I was like I'm good and they were like you're not even fucking human Jim. <laughs> 
probably used like a good fifth of that bottle just on one slice of pizza and I was happy. So yeah, um, what's weird is my sensitivity to hot sauces has like changed over the last couple of years. I don't know why, because I used to be like that too. I was like, "Fucking load me up!" Like super hot, spicy. Like and I, and I still like I still like super spicy stuff, but I don't know, just something changed. Maybe I don't know in my biology or something to where like I, I don't Probably have less quite practice. the heat tolerance. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, maybe I didn't. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm kind of experiencing that. I'm trying to get back up to where I was because I was like telling my friends, well, I'm going to do the spicy wing challenge. And I had some, you know, my, my go-to sauces that I used to do back in the day that I'd been away from for a while. And I started tasting them and I was like dying. And I was like, wow, guys, I'm going to need some more practice. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm off my game. We're going to try this again. Let me get back on my game. So I've been, I've been training, training hard. Training hard. Training hard. Scor- Going I got hard. Dave's Insanity Scorpion, which it's like my favorite. Um, but it can't oh, nice. be a daily driver. And then I got this one called Iguana Deuces, super freaky hot pepper sauce. That's pretty good. Ooh. So I've been I've been I've been back in the gym working out. Um, oh yeah. Taste, oh, that's good. No, the taste buds, hot sauce oh. taste buds. Yeah, I mean that's also good. Yeah. Sure. I work out at work. I don't need to go to the gym. Uh, <laughs> hey, there you go. I do heavy lifting at work, so I'm good. Right, right. Yeah. But speaking of masochism, I think yeah. you have a lot to to say about kink. Do Do I have a lot? I don't know that I have a lot. I I, I think. Uh, well, what I want to hear it's about it's fascinating. It is. It is. What do you want to hear about it? Mostly about the ethics. And everything like this. I think this is a much viable alternative to the NAP. Oh, yeah. Well, so, yeah, when it comes to kink stuff, it's all consent-based. And mm-hmm. it's consent-based society, I think, is an awesome thing. I, I wish more political philosophies would kind of learn from some of these practices. You know, you don't touch people without their consent. Don't, you know, engage. Like So with kink, because it is pretty risky and it... There's like a whole, I guess, there's levels of risk involved. You have to be really good at communication. You have to like clearly communicate things, have things like a safe word so that if you get caught up in the kind of fantasy of things and it becomes too much for someone, they need a way to get out of that situation safely because it's with some like fantasy things, the word no doesn't actually mean no. You like negotiate the definitions of what words mean in certain acts. I think that's really good. So you, you have to like plan this stuff out. You have to like have good communication, you know, doing anything without someone's consent is a violation. And this is the way like it, I don't know, I think regular interaction should be too, but they're not really. (laughs) So, but the, the level of risk is different and that's why it does require more communication and, um, yeah. So you wanted to bring this up because you, you were saying you're, more interested in it now you're exploring well there was there was things that i I particularly like i'm not going to get into the details because that's not important um but there were certain things that a a previous girlfriend had turned me on to and i didn't know that there was names for it i don't even think that she it's not even a girlfriend lady friend we were friends with benefits but she'd kind of turned me on to these things and i'm not even sure that she understood that this was like a whole kind of thing you know like an actual thing that you know with with terminology and 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 ideas behind it um but then you know i've been seeing someone else who who is very much into this world and 
she was saying like, oh, no, this is this is all part of that stuff. And, you know, there's a name for this. And that's what this is called. And I was like, oh, interesting. Huh. Wow. So that's cool. <laughs> and and the, the more I've been kind of looking into this whole world, I'm like this. These people are better libertarians than libertarians a lot of the times. Like, yeah, like insanely so. Yeah, I mean, it's why it's do I have amazing. to go to the, the, the quote unquote degenerates to, to get my ethics? Well, the degenerates <laughs> have always had better ethics. I mean, they've had better ethics, better economics, better everything. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people in, in, in those kink circles are fucking very wealthy, very well off, very well yeah. off. Well, and kink is something that – and they, they've kind of done studies on this. People who tend to be really well-educated and, you know, high intelligence. High tend IQ. To be more high IQ, if you want to use that term, tend to be more into kink. It's, it's Agreeing it really, with liberals for the wrong explore. reasons, part 15. <laughs> kink is good because you eugenics. Kink is good. Uh, <laughs> kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> New developments in horseshoe theory. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, well, people who, I mean, who tend to be really intelligent like to push the boundaries of their own mind. And I I think, so I think it makes sense, you know, like I, uh, I'm interested in it. I, you know, probably don't have, I don't have a whole lot of experience experience with like bdsm and stuff like that but i've, I've experimented a little weren't you bit p- I, talking about buying a fl- uh, a paddle or a flogger at that capital hell yeah yeah so um you caught you red-handed lying on my show go ahead no 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 i don't have I, well just because i want to get something doesn't mean i i, I gotta get I know, trained I'm, I'm how to use joking, it you yeah. know but no i i am very interested in some of the psychological aspects of it and it's there are some studies saying it's good for treating trauma for people who have like PTSD and stuff. And in a way it can be a kind the reason it is, is because it's a form of exposure therapy in some ways. Um, for example, okay. if you're someone who has trauma, it might be helpful for you to explore those traumas in a very direct way. Like exposure therapy okay. is pretty good for treating PTSD. So say you had problems, say like, say you had a history of sexual assault or something like that. It could be, and I'm not saying it is, like, do not do any BDSM stuff without, like, you know, <laughs> lots of research and safety and, like, go to some classes and shit. Like, don't just... And do it with people who are experienced in this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And trust is a big thing. So what it can help do is, you know, maybe reestablish trust if you feel that you can explore some of these desires in a safe environment where your boundaries aren't going to be pushed where you do have control over how far things go and it can be really empowering to survivors to have some control over that just to take back some of that power whether it's being submissive to someone else and allowing that trust to build up or whether you're maybe dominating someone else and kind of learning how to trust yourself or like i I think it's very interesting exploring the trust aspect of it and i think it could be really healing or some people. Hmm. Yep. Sounds about right. Because so. it's it's yeah. I guess it's the same thing when when like psychologists will tell people who have like claustrophobia or fear of elevators to say, go on an elevator. 
do some certain kind of, you know, things in your head where you're, you know, saying like everything is fine, take deep breaths, count to five, that sort of thing. You're basically, it's basically kind of using that as kind of a vehicle. So if someone had abusive uh, childhood with, with a parent, you know, where there was a lot of, you know, violent spanking going on, Hey, maybe spanking in the bedroom could probably help you cope with, with a lot of the damage that that caused, et cetera. Yeah. It is kind of interesting how, and the brain is so complicated. We don't, we haven't even scratched the surface of how it works, but it is kind of interesting how more information is coming out about, okay, how, how is the brain affected by things like childhood trauma and how can you kind of heal from that by being exposed to things again in a different setting where you're able to kind of control take back some yeah. of that control. So I, I think it makes sense. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's something that I want to explore. I, I'm very interested in like a philosophical and kind of practical level too. Um, so, it's yeah, I think I think a, it is an interesting world, and I think I think every anyone I don't know who's interested in understanding themselves more, understanding people more, that might be something to look into. Yeah, for them. But if if and not, vanilla consent better. Vanilla is still. <laughs> Vanilla is still fine. Nothing wrong with vanilla. Yeah, of yeah. course. And, and I mean, the same rules should apply to vanilla sex, too. I mean, it should always be consent-based. There should always be informed consent. Yeah. You know, you should be upfront with your partner if you're sleeping with other people, for example. Or, they like, I, I'm one of those, like, total honesty people, which I know, like, some people disagree with in regards to their relationship. Some people want different configurations of like i don't want to know what my partner's doing but you know as long i just kind of trust them and whatever they're doing that's not really like i I don't know it doesn't bother me to hear about other things i'd rather just know for my own safety so yeah and and honesty and and communication is that's a big part yeah like it does it doesn't bother me but then again like i've been actively avoiding relationships for the last 12 years or so, I think, yeah, it's about, yeah, 12 years. And it's only now that I'm kind of getting interested in like, okay, maybe I should, you know, find someone to hang out with a little bit more and just be more than friends uh, with benefits. And so like thinking through things again, I'm, I'm at the point where it's like, I really don't care. I'm still in the mindset of like, I really don't care if they go out and do things. The only thing that I want to know is that they did something with someone else. That's all. Just not even who. Like, yeah. And maybe if it's someone that I hated, or maybe if it's someone who was maybe a little, you know, way too promiscuous, <laughs> who, who takes some very high risk sexual activities, then maybe I want to know about that. But for the most part, it's just like, oh, you you were with 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 a girl last night. Cool. Oh, you're with the guy last night. Cool. Don't matter. It's fine. Yeah, I'm Thanks still for figuring me. out. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, I think. As of right now, that's kind of where I'm standing. It's kind of like, yeah. But, you know, as long as there's still stuff when you come home, that's cool. I'm cool. As long as there's there's leftovers. You bring home the doggy bag, right? (laughs) You're like, I'm I'm in it for the leftovers. I'm not talking about body fluids. Uh, Let me just make that clear. (laughs) No. No, that's that's still gross. But (laughs) I'm just saying activity-wise, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I mean, as far as relationships go, I don't fucking 
know all, everything I'm talking about. I mean, I know what ideally I, you know, am interested in, but it all comes down to like practice and kind of what works, you know, like there, there's some things that like, I know I like, and I'm like, I don't need to explore why I like that too much. You know, I, yeah. I, I, as much as I like deconstructing stuff and like getting in my own head and like figuring out like the whys behind what people are doing, I don't know. There are some things I'm like, ah, I, I know I like know. this, but I don't need to know why I like this. I don't really need to know why I like Vegemite. I just do. <laughs> yeah, I, really I just do. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as relationships, I, I just, you know, I'm not an expert. I, I don't have my own life together. I should not be in any relationship right now until I kind of work on myself. Yeah. You're Clean a wig, up my room. You're a wig towel. <laughs> I'm, I'm a I'm a oh I'm a tig towel. <laughs> Them going their own way is that what that means? Them going okay. their own way. I, I figured it out. I've known you long enough now. See, we can well, have I, a fun I mean, discussion. I, mean, I feel like I've been a mig towel. I feel like I've been like a g towel for like a long time. Started that I was like, why is it just about men? Better. Wig towel is kind of cool. Yeah. I, I And I've tried to have conversations with MIG towels. Like, why does it have to be about men? Like, why can't it just be about, like, humans going their own way? Like, HIG towel. Because but, women uh, are the problem, blah, blah, blah. Because yeah. they hate women. Yeah. And that's why. They don't really want independence and security for men. They just hate women. So, and, and are too repressed to maybe, I don't know, explore other a, things. A, 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 a great like i was i was i'm still hesitant to even use that word uh especially especially now especially now that i'm starting to be really interested in getting back into a relationship but like even just just knowing most of them and some of the things that they post and some of the some of the opinions that they say about like yeah or, or things like like this one was the one that made me go like whoa Fuck this whole like quote unquote red pill community or the the anti feminist kind of thing was was they were saying like it's it's terrible that it that there's a standard in society that says that women are allowed to hit men and everybody's perfectly okay when a woman hits a man in public or whatever but it's not true vice versa and I'm like I agree with that and then they go so it should be okay for us to hit women whoa knock them out Wait. to knock women out yeah yeah and the videos that they were showing in in this in this argument was like guys full on cocking a woman and socking them in the face and knocking them out yeah. and drop to the floor and i'm like wow no <laughs> no right it, it's wrong when they do it but it's also wrong when you do it okay <laughs> you, it's it, not equal the po yeah. the power balance there isn't equal so and this is why like it, this is why I th you know in, in, in AP I don't really care much about it because like proportionality matters and it doesn't matter if someone starts a fight if someone starts a fight with you and they're way smaller than you they can't do as much damage to you yeah. so the consequences of you reacting to that and like knocking them out or beating the shit out of them the, the result could be more danger to them and it's completely disproportionate and it you know it doesn't make sense to me it's like yeah no one should be hitting anyone but like a woman coming at a football player like with windmill arms is not the same yeah it's not it's not equal for him to punch her out yeah and cause 
brain damage or death. I mean, I've been hit by men before and like they hit way fucking harder. <laughs> like I've never even I don't I've never attacked anyone cuz I just I'm just not that person. I don't even like really defend myself that well. Like I just want to run away. Like I'm a total like runaway person. Um <laughs> but like but yeah, I mean, when you get knocked down, it's fucking terrifying. Like, and you could get knocked out. You could, if you fall the wrong way, you can die. I mean, it's it's pretty easy to die in a fight. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like, if you just hit the wrong, more people die from fists things. than guns. I think I've been seeing that statistic ro- rolling around. Like, yeah, actually well, I mean, you get statistic. knocked in the temple or something, or you get knocked huh. like in the right way, or you fall on something, you could be gone. And it, and at that point, it doesn't matter who fucking started the fight. Yeah. I, really? I figured that like most of the fights that try to happen with me for the most part by people who are very smaller than me, a lot of the time I'll just let them hit me and then just just kind of not react to it and just kind of go like that was it. You probably need to sit down right now. That's probably your best interest. And then usually they go like, OK, I'm going away. <laughs> That's yeah. Usually, yeah. Like the only time I ever I've never been to <laughs> fight was if like I felt like if I don't do something things are going to get bad and running away is definitely not going to be an option here. That's the only time that I'll engage in a fight. Other than that, it's kind of like that. That's it. That's what you're, that's, yeah. what, you're, that's what you're starting with. And usually yeah. that goes like, they'll just be like, fuck you, man. And walk away. <laughs> 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 like, All right. Well, kind of, kind train, of going back to the King train thing, a little bit though. more and come back and then we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about fighting. Yeah. Well, what I find kind of interesting going back to the kink thing is the exploration of power dynamics in a, an environment where – I thought you, you said we weren't going to fight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We aren't going to fight. I know. I'm no, just no, kidding. This, I totally agree with this. <laughs> but you said power dynamics triggered. I'm just kidding. Power dynamics. Yeah. I've, I've, I think I've said power dynamics probably more than you in the last couple of years. So go ahead. <laughs> I say it a lot. I, I do say it a lot. Well, so it's a thing that exists. It's one of those things. I'm not going to get into like a value judgment on shit with it. It, it exists in society. The world is not equal. Uh, you know, men are not equal to women. Like children are not equal to adults. Like the people, there, there's not equality in society, oh. you know, in re- any real sense of the word. And kink allows you to either reverse power dynamics or play into them or challenge them in some kind of way or submit to them in some kind of way. And I think that's really interesting, again, from an empowerment standpoint where you can kind of take control over that uh, because you don't have that choice in the world. It's depending on what type of person you are, too. Like, you and me, like, we're clearly not equal. Like, if I go out into the world, I have a different experience than you. Yeah. You know, and I don't get to choose when a man is being inappropriate to me and how threatened I feel by that. You know, like I don't get to choose that. Like I, like I can't always be fully empowered when it comes to interacting with a man, for example, because they're much bigger than me. The, the threat of violence is kind of under the surface there, even if, you know, and most of the time, you know, we get along. It's not always, I like, I'm not always thinking of things this way, by the way. I just want to be really clear that, like, if I'm hanging out with one of my male friends, I'm not always thinking that he's going to hit me or something like that. <laughs> but with a male stranger, I don't know. You know, like, I, I, I've experienced a lot of violence in my life. So, like, I, I know that there's an unequal kind of playing field there, even in our interactions with stuff. And so it's cool to be able to 
maybe reverse that or play with those ideas and kind of build, you know, maybe your own fantasy around it. It can be really fun and it can be really fulfilling and empowering. Hmm. So I think there, there's a huge value in that, especially if you, you know, if you if you have an experience um, where you do feel much <clears throat> less equal to people around you in the non-private world, like if you have to go out in public or something like that. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I understand the point that people are trying to make, but I, I don't think they understand the point that other people are trying to make when they talk about this stuff. Like, well, that's not true because, you know, like women have the same, you know, equal protections under the law. And it's like, that's not, it's not the same thing. It's really not like if, and and this goes back into like oh uh, so I'll just call the cops yeah, no, when when someone yeah. says that to <laughs> no, you no. someone's like when someone's like well you have equal power under the law I'm like oh so I can rely on the cops to protect me because who enforces that law yeah dudes and uh, um, I, I don't know if you've noticed this but cops don't necessarily uh, trust women no. at all <laughs> like not, not even the female allies cops. not even the female cops like yeah. how how many hundreds of thousands of rape tests have been destroyed or not even tested or just kind of thrown yeah. in some fucking back room somewhere they're like they don't care about women yeah but like um this kind of goes back to like i did a i did a podcast on my patreon feed i don't i don't remember what it was called but i was basically talking about my experiences when i used to play a game called second life and second life is for people who don't know, it's it's pretty much a dead platform now. Uh, but at the uh, back then, it was it was it was seen as possibly another like evolution of the internet. It's taking it from the three D uh, the two dimensional web and making it three dimensional, so you can actually explore worlds and you get this little avatar. So there's no point to the game. There's no like missions. There's no none of that stuff. There's no like you know levels or you know warlocks or wizard hats or anything like that. Unless you want to build one, um, but you basically have just an open environment. Oh, we have an open environment where you can do anything that you want to do um and you can you can program things or whatever and you can have whatever kind of looking avatar that you want to have or whatever whatever like anything goes even very adult stuff and there was a time when i was trying to get away from a lot of kind of drama with a with a company that i worked for in that world and i was doing it full time i was even getting paid actual money to do this but um i just didn't want to deal with the drama because there was a lot of press like internal press within that 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 world with a, with a former employer and I was just like, whatever, I'm going to hop on this other platform and I'm going to take a female avatar just because no one will ever think that it's me. And just so I can go hang out with my, with my friends, only they will know. And just mm -hmm. walking around and, and interacting with, with this world, this virtual world, you can, you can tell that there's a very different, it's a very different world that I was in just having a female avatar that I didn't even care about. Guys would constantly hit on me, say like gross shit to me all the time. Um, just nasty things, and I and I had fun with it. I'm not gonna lie, I had fun with it. Like I like I'd lure them back to or let them lure me back to their place, and then like put on like a like a like a, like a penis on me or something, just to fuck with them, <laughs> and they would be grossed out or, um, I don't know. I, I used to like I used because I was a troll on the Second Life for long for the longest time, but yeah, it is a very different fucking world, like that dudes don't experience. Like I when I go somewhere and I walk through a mall, like nobody talks to me. Ever, 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 and that's a very different experience than when I see like women, you know, just on a daily basis. Like men are constantly always talking to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I get talked to a lot more, and 
And it's not, again, like, I, I don't, I'm not saying that, like, oh, what was me? Men talk to me sometimes. I'm so oppressed or anything like that. <laughs> it's everything. Yeah, it's everything. I don't mind if men talk to me, but, like, imagine that happening almost every time you go outside. Yeah. Some days you don't want to be talked to, you know? Some days I'm just going to the fucking grocery store. I don't care about your life. I don't want to have a conversation with you. Um, and that option isn't always super available to me. Yep. Um, now, thankfully, I, I don't think I get approached that often compared to some women I know just because I I don't know. The, and I've, I've heard other women tell me this too, the way I move and the way I kind of like carry myself is maybe a bit more um, – Hmm. Conservative. I'm trying to think of the right word. No, not even conservative. <laughs> no, the the opposite. Uh, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't know. People have told me I give off a very like "don't fuck with me" kind of vibe. Uh, so because you kind of look I, like a suicide girl. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I, I will say the the uh, mommy issues haircut has really been working for me <laughs> um, as far as deterring men. <laughs> from talking to me <laughs> so um <laughs> so yeah you know my my more femme friends definitely get a bigger brunt of it and i did too when i had longer hair i mean i a friend of mine sent me a picture of me from like four years ago this was at a conference that i'd organized and i had really long hair and i looked very feminine and um definitely men treated me differently back then um you know, there there was just a, there was a lot more attention there and, and stuff like that. Because you look like most of the girls that are in porn. That's what at the end of the day it really kind of boils down to. Most of the girls in porn have long hair, conservative stuff, not too many tattoos, if any. So that's yeah. what, that's what they, that's that's what they see, what they want in their in their in their fantasy, and then they see something in there in front of them, and that's what they want. Yeah, but yeah, what's so great about like that, changing? I'm, I love being able to change up my appearance and stuff. And people do treat you differently, so I attract an entirely different type of man now, <laughs> considering the way I look. Which is like, I mean, I've I don't have any more tattoos than the one I've always had, but I have more piercings and dyed hair and stuff like that. And it does attract a different type SJW. of man. SJW, which uh, I tend to like more. So, <laughs> um, but uh, and and yeah, and I mean. Yeah, and it, and it is – yeah, there are differences here. There there are gender differences and, you know, and as someone who's attracted to women too, I've I found them harder to approach and because I don't want to be like someone who's seeming like they're bothering them. You know, I don't necessarily like to be talked to by people in public all the time. So, you know, I definitely kind of see that side of things yeah. too. I usually don't approach women anyway. Like even, even when I'm yeah. on the prowl, I don't – what I, my tactic has always usually been kind of using uh, attention, like the attention kind of game, which is basically just don't pay attention to anybody at the bar. And eventually people were just wondering why someone who looks like me isn't paying attention to someone that looks like them. And they're kind of interested and they'll come and talk to me. And then then that's a very different kind of dynamic where it's just like now now everything everything's on the table, right? <laughs> Instead of just being like, hey, there's this huge like this big guy that's coming over and talking to me. It's a very different kind of is he a creep or whatever? But if you're there coming to me, then it's just it's more of an equal kind of footing. It is, so, yeah. I, I would agree so, with that. So I've been kind of doing that and it 
for a long time and it, it's it's worked uh online stuff too is uh, it's kind of helpful too but that women usually talking to you um it happens um but i've found that usually when i try to like when i end up meeting these people in real life the the women that usually contact you there's there's some problems with the kind of women who who jump at the opportunity to to talk to guys first um not necessarily true huh? i not necessarily true there's been what? there's been some notable examples of this not being the case but a lot of the women that i've said okay let's let's try this out it usually hasn't ended well they usually have a lot of other issues that's weird yeah man heterosexuality is so weird it is yeah Gosh, you guys got so many spooks. Yeah, because men have just to approach the same women. interactions. Well, yeah, the same interactions don't apply in like the queer world, yeah, yeah, for example. There's not those kinds of weird spooks of like who has to approach who and who's going to be turned off by who or whatever. And like I, I've noticed, like with a lot of my straight friends, this is a huge hangup for them as far as like who's supposed to approach first and who's supposed to be making the effort and all of that. And I'm just like, man, that sounds like a lot to keep up with. And also, there's just not a lot of communication there because there's so many built-in assumptions. Yeah. And that's, again, kind of going back to the kink thing, I mean, like explicit communication I think is better than not. And I, I'm still working on my communication issues. I'm not perfect at it. I've definitely screwed things up <laughs> with like communicating with people before, but I don't know. I'm definitely learning in the sooner you communicate things the better and especially if you have like expectations or assumptions like some of my straight female friends are like oh you know i really like this guy so i'm gonna try to get his attention and get him to talk to me because i don't you know but because of what you just said like they don't want to come off as the crazy girl who who approaches men and there's nothing crazy about i i don't see it as i i don't see it as crazy i don't i but i know a lot of guys do but a and, lot of guys do, and, and I know, like straight women are aware of that. They know they don't want to be seen as like a freak. It's a self fulfilling prophecy, though, because if a woman approaches a man, they're they're seen as crazy, and the reason why is because they think that they're not supposed to do that. And so the only people who usually don't do that are people who probably have some other issues in their life where they're not concerned about those kinds of rules or whatever. Uh, and oh, sometimes they don't care it's good. about like societal norm spooks. Yeah, and sometimes it's for the best, and but a lot of times it's because they have other issues. <laughs> it's not. I'm not. I wouldn't even. Uh... I'm not even sure if it's a majority of the cases. It's well, the issue, but it's often the, the enough issue, that it would turn that we, that it would give that impression to someone who that's happened to a few times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see that, but the issue is the expectations. Yeah, yeah. yeah the issue is this it's a weird prophecy, system though. that's been like built up around heterosexuality and what is appropriate and what yeah. isn't appropriate, and like I've had women are supposed to pursue women, and like that's the natural order of things, and I, like. I don't know if you're locked into that. I, I really think overall it's an unworkable kind of system and doesn't make people more happy. Yeah. I mean, for some people, I think those traditional interactions do make them more happy. But I think a lot of people haven't taken the time to really examine that and like, you know, why is it that way or why? Why can't it be something different? Like, I do know a lot of straight women who are not typically... Like they're in leadership positions, for example, or like they're not, you know, your 
typical what submissive female or whatever but they think that they have to be that way in order to get or keep a man and to me it's just kind of sad because like it's like i wish you could just be yourself and you know get men but like they find that when they are themselves (laughs) they maybe get a different type of man or men are intimidated by them for example and i've I mean, I've had men tell me they're intimidated by me, um, but I want them to be a little intimidated. Um, I like that. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, it's well, it's the gender norms thing. It's it's one of yeah. the biggest spooks. Probably the biggest spook of them all is gender norm stuff. At least now, from not, my view. Yeah, I'm not because there have been times where the woman would in, message me first. And we'd go out and everything would be fine. And, you know, I I wouldn't want to pursue it any further for various other reasons. But otherwise, they were fine. They weren't, like, desperate. They weren't crazy or anything like that. And we had ended up having a great time and a few other dates after that. And everything was fine. But there have been examples where the opposite has been the case. And if that was, like, and... If that had only been my, my a few, if that happened to me a few times, but only a few times that it was always that way, then I could definitely perceive that as being the case. So usually women don't initiate conversations on any of these platforms, whatever. It's, Except for Bumble. Bumble is so weird. I tried that. It just didn't. I haven't happen. tried it though. I've just heard of Bumble. I haven't, I'm not on Tinder or Bumble. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not on any dating things because I. Because I got to sort myself out, and I probably shouldn't be dating. Sort. Right now. Did you clean your room? Um, <laughs> no, my okay. room is still filthy in protest <laughs> of having to read this god awful fucking book. Yeah, I'm still reading it. It's such a fucking dredge. Dredge. It really is. It's just a poorly written book. If I can just criticize it from like a style standpoint for a second, it's so needlessly wordy. He You're talking about twelve rules. What was it? Twelve rules. Twelve by... rules for life and antidote to chaos. Which is the, the premise of that. The title. The premise in the title is flawed because there is no antidote to chaos. You no. just have to fucking accept it that everything is chaotic and you have no control over it. Black pill. Um, <laughs> that's that's exactly what evolution is. It's 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 random variance. It's non-random selection of randomly random randomly selected variance. That's yeah, what it is. So it's it, the world is chaos, and it sort it sorts itself out through death. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not through the masculine energy of order, which or is lobsters. The- or, or lobsters. I know way more about lobsters now than I ever fucking <laughs> wanted to. And I really wish I didn't because I feel like that part of my brain could be used for, I don't know, much more useful information than the sexual and fighting habits of lobsters. And it's it's just a te- it's a very tedious book. He's I mean, read Carl Jung if you really want to understand this stuff. He did it better and first and writes better and it's basically the same thing but he just added like a million more extra words to like the joseph campbell like carl jung kind of archetype stuff and i don't even think he gets the archetypes right honestly i think he's like he's even fucked up that part of it but it's it's really tedious and boring to read and it's not that he doesn't make good points the points he makes aren't incorrect in some ways they're just boring like other people have said it better with less words and punchier and 
I mean, if I guess if it helps people, that's great. I mean, I'm totally all for people improving their lives, you know, in whatever ways they need to. Hey, if people want to read a shitty book life. and it's going to help them clean up their room and, and act more civilized, civilized then fine. Jordan Peterson, Jordan yeah. Peterson is a net good. Uh, other than that, though, uh, like a lot of that stuff is just really just there's, but there's, it's there's better, what he's doing there's better is things toxic. out there for that. There's better things with less uh, baggage on top of it. Yeah. So the points he's making were That's made why I said by net people good, like Carl Jung. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but you know what? You can just read the same thing. You just read Carl Jung, and you're not going to get all. You're well. You do get some weird gender stuff, but he's really overbearing with the gender stuff in this book. And yeah. in a way that I think harms young men more than helps them. So any of the self-help stuff that young men could get from this book, I think is completely canceled out by all of the bad gender I- ideology that's really forced in it. And it's very obviously like, like the analogies he makes, like everything is so forced. It's very clear he has gender issues he needs to unpack or something. And a lot of anger towards women for who knows what reason. Um no. But I think it's really clear, and I think it, I think it detracts from some of the better points of the book. Because clean your room is good advice. Sit up straight and walk, you know, with your shoulders back is good advice. Don't treat but, people you know, like shit. It's good advice. Don't treat people like shit is good advice. Like there's a lot of good advice mixed with a lot of really toxic bullshit that I think doesn't really get to the root of why these men feel disenfranchised and yeah. all the other things people are saying about these poor white men. And the, the and, and the Christian stuff, people. and the Christian stuff, and the Golden Rule stuff, that can all go. That can just all go into the trash. He goes. Oh God, he man. Is it the in first there? Chapter. He goes so oh, far into like Genesis that like like I've read the Book of Genesis. Okay, like I fucking get it, but like I don't know how he made Genesis more boring than it already is by explaining it to you. God Almighty. <laughs> Well, new atheists need that, though. I will say that, that maybe some new atheists need that, like, anti-theists probably need, like, an explanation of what these things are. Maybe some Christians maybe need some, like, the hardcore non-literal, complete non-literalist, actual, no, literalist uh, would probably need an explanation of that. But other than that, it's just, like, and... There's a book that Well, is, and the reason the reason he brings it up is because it sets the foundation for all of his gender yeah, stuff. Jesus. And he uses all of the same kind of like in a more intelligent way, but all of the same kind of Christian arguments for gender norms and like, you know, this is why the the reason why the world's so fucked up is original sin. Like he does get to that part and you can tell that I mean that's kind of the core. He's like you need to fight back against your sinful nature. Basically, he doesn't he doesn't knock you over the head with it, but it's clear that when he starts talking about that and then some of the other things he says throughout the book are very much like he believes in the idea of original sin. And I think if you have that, I mean, he's clearly a smart dude. I think some of his psychological conclusions and and stuff like that are really good. But I think if you have the foundation of believing original sin is a thing, you're going to get a lot of other important fundamental things wrong. But there was a book that I that I think is probably a whole lot more helpful, especially for libertarians, and it's not a libertarian book at all. Um, and that's "Crushing It" by Gary Vaynerchuk. Crushing it because he also has one uh, called Gary Crush B. It. 
Yeah, this one is f- it's fucking amazing. I read Crush It and it was really good, but it's kind of funny listening to it like 10 years later, the audiobook of it 10 years later and it's like they're talking about like all these dead like video platforms. <laughs> it's like you should check this one out. It's like go to it. It's not even there anymore. Um would you have like a PDF or something of that that I could read? Because I'm reading no. a bunch of self help books right now. Because I'm well, I'm basically writing. There's my a own lot of self help stuff book. in there, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily self help stuff. What he's really kind of doing is he's really like he'll 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 bring up like a lot of these a lot of this book. So we should probably not bury the lead. Gary V is like he's a he's an entrepreneur. And he he got really famous because he was on YouTube talking about wine and he built his father's business from a three million dollar a year company, with, which, by the way, that means gross income. That doesn't necessarily mean like that's how much profit they were making. It's just how much money was coming in. And then they would turn around and spend it on you know more supplies and whatever wages for employees, et cetera. Right. From a right. three million dollar company to a 60 million dollar company in a span of like a few years just by doing online marketing and stuff. And yeah. he went off and, you know, went and did his own business and now he, now he's doing marketing and he's like in the attention wars game. But at the same time, he's a bit of a motivational speaker too. But he doesn't motivate yeah. you by saying like, you're really good and you could really do this if you work – he'll, he'll tell you like, if you're going to get into this, chances are you're going to fucking fail miserably uh, because you don't have it – you don't have the DNA to do it. And chances are you're better off being a, a number two or a number five in a, in a company rather than being the CEO. Um, and you're doing a bunch of bullshit and you need to stop doing it right now. And I know that you're not going to listen to me, but I'm going to f- tell you bluntly that you're going to fucking fail and die uh, if you don't do this. Um, <laughs> he's just like really blunt and that's the kind of motivation that, that, he, that he provides. Just, he just, he's just fucking brutally honest with people. Yeah. Um, well, so I read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, and I found that to be pretty good, too. Yeah. As far as... He, he doesn't give a fuck. Self-help stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of similar thing. Mark Manson has some really good stuff. I mean, uh, I need to reread the book again, because some, some of the stories he tells are pretty unrealistic, like just very... Because I, I, I'm writing a different kind of self-help book, basically. So I, I'm in self-help book world... <laughs> In a less serious way than I was like probably a year and a half ago when I was reading all of them very seriously. <laughs> now I'm like reading them for fun and I'm kind of working on my own. Uh, it's basically going to be the exact opposite of Jordan Peterson's book. Um, <laughs> but still clean your room and stand up straight and sort sort, sort yourself mm-hmm. out. Uh, nah. <laughs> no. No. No, you should just Not put really. that in there at the very end. Oh, and by the way, clean your room. The end. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be – I mean like there, there's going to be some kind of redemption in the end. Okay. I'll, I got to figure that part out because uh, – Always redemption yeah. in the third act except <laughs> this the Walmart. It's, it's basically like the self-help book for people who you know don't have access to large amounts of capital and like can't just – you know. Yeah easily pick themselves up by the bootstraps like the self-help book for the person who's living in the ghetto next to a a meth head but you know like how do you navigate that situation like what do you what do you do what are some things you can do to like yeah you can't just envision a better world for yourself like you have to fucking find what's magical in the shitty world that you're kind of already in Mm. but this book crushing i'm working it out i'm working it out but but yeah crush it somehow this is is where i was going with it 
yeah, it's basically kind of that. What it what it's doing a lot of the time in this book is like he would explain a concept to you, and then he would let someone else who is successful in their business, like the um, like whatever, like who runs a company or whatever, and then they would explain their kind of life story, and it would be, it would you know it'd be like a couple pages long, and there's a bunch of people, and they would say like you know I was poor, I wasn't doing well, it's this shitty job, it's fucking sucked, but I was doing this other kind of side project, and I had this other hobby, and you know I was you know. It started to take off and then I read Crush It and, and I'm, I'm applying these kind of concepts of just like going all in, working Monday to Monday and, you know, I'd still go to my shitty job. But when I got home, I was still working on the things that I love to do until that became a thing. Um, and mm-hmm. it, there's a lot yeah. of these things kind of like where there's there's even a, like a, a portion of the book where, he, where they're talking about like. Or multiple parts of the book where people had like, you know, like I came from a really poor background, like my parents were abusive like, or I experienced some trauma or like my parents died or just nasty things. And then they would be like, it wasn't until I stopped, you know, stopped like making that an excuse that, that I ended up becoming successful in my business. Sure, that bad thing happened to me. But... I was I was done letting that be the reason why I would always hold back. I, I could always use it as a crutch to say, "Yeah, this is my problem. This is this is my cross to bear." It wasn't until you said, "Like, no, stop fucking carrying the the cross." Sure, sympathetic to you, but and there's a lot of people who are very successful who had very very bad upbringings, very very bad. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah, basically, I wanted you know, and people fill have in great the details with that. Yeah, and had great had like, great childhoods, and became shit cocks and f- did nothing with their lives <laughs> except blow all the trust fund and become poor. Oh, yeah, dude, some of the worst people I know had idyllic childhoods. Yeah. I mean, seriously, some of the, just the very worst, most fucking petty assholes I know. Like, have there's no like excuse other than they're just a shit person and they've always been a shit person. You know, yeah. you can have access to all of the resources possible for your success and still fail if you're a shit person yeah um but if you're not a shit person you've just gone through a lot of bullshit in your life saying that like oh you just got to change your mind about it also isn't super helpful like there's details in between yeah. that are really helpful you know maybe you need I'm like, some chemical it. support like yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. you I'm need some therapy it, you know but... like Right. No, but I know that yeah. mindset. That's the self-help mindset, though, yeah. of most of these books is like, you just got to be a badass. Like, actually, there's another one called how uh, it's called how to be a badass or something like that. It's really good. But it's also really out of touch because a lot of these books are written by like affluent people. Um, and they're just like, you just got to like pull yourself up by the bootstraps. And so I kind of want to make fun of that concept. Not that it's not true. Like, it's just there's, a yeah. kind of simplistic Thing and I, you know, it makes people feel good to hear sometimes some of the advice in these self-help books, but I don't think it really always, you know, goes into practice. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, but, but yeah, no, Gary, Gary V is really interesting. He's a bit much for me, but I don't know. I'm kind of an asshole. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Not not Jordan Peterson's book. It's a <laughs> garbage pile. Like yeah, I'm reading it. I, I will, you, you know. to get angry hate mail from from what's her name, Brittany? 
I love Brittany. Brittany actually is the one who bought me the book, and I'm very grateful she to Brittany. She loves that book. Yeah, well, Brittany's awesome, and I, you know, I'm glad she got it for me. I've, I've thanked her. I, I, I know I've been like publicly making fun of Jordan Peterson, but I do appreciate that she got me the book. And because guess what? I know I'm an SJW communist who just likes to live in her own echo chamber, but I sometimes read things that I disagree with. Hmm. Like whole Habibit. books. I don't habib it because you have opinions <laughs> different than mine. You can't. You must live in a completely different world. I've always been this person. It's just funny that, like, I don't know. I, I, I it's once you started talking about things. it that. <laughs> yes, when I, when I opened my mouth about it, became a problem. No, I'm constantly reading things. The moral of the story with. is everybody should just shut up except for us. Just yes. Shut up. We're the only yeah. right people <laughs> with the right nuance and the right takes. Hot takes. The right hot, hot takes. takes. Hot takes. Steaming hot takes. <laughs> yeah. Before we start wrapping this up, because I have to actually go pick up my check. Um, I'll get your money. Get that motherfucking rent money, bitch. Um, uh, we should talk briefly about social media because everybody's like trying to find the new Facebook now that every now that everybody had figured out what they already knew from the very beginning that Facebook is collecting massive amounts of data against you to sell to advertisers Wait, or to what? target advert. You didn't know this? Yeah. You- no, this is complete <laughs> news to me. I haven't been talking about this since Facebook existed yeah. or anything. Who would have thunk it that uh, uh, that a that a social media platform actually has a monetary strategy that may not be that ethical because it's a large corporate one of the largest corporations on the face of the planet? Wait, corporations aren't ethical. They they can be, they can be, not necessarily is. You mean under capitalism, corporations aren't ethical? <laughs> Well, corporations can't exist in a free – actually, they can. Um, but <laughs> I, I just don't think they would be nearly as big. I think at, at best, you'd probably get like an in and out That would be like the biggest company you'd get uh, on a real free market. But um, – I want to buy an AR-15 at in and out <laughs> that, That's my utopia. Shut up. You're making me sad. <laughs> Can I get an animal-style double-double, uh, animal-style fries, and cheese? Uh, Let me go with the Desert Eagle 50 cal. I'm, I'm, feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit uh, small in the pants today. Uh, yeah, no shit. And, and a Neapolitan shake. I, I know what's up with the secret menu. And a spanking. <laughs> spanking. <laughs> I'm not into spanking. That's not my thing. I'll spank, oh, okay. but yeah, yeah. You you were the spanker and not the spanky. Not even that. I don't know. Maybe okay. we should, maybe we'll, we'll we'll talk specifics off air. But I'm not going to talk about my shit on <laughs> fucking public. It's none of your goddamn business. That's you got to pay for that. Got, that's that's Patreon only content. <laughs> I haven't even mentioned it in my Patreon only. I've even in my Patreon only content. I've been like, I like weird shit. I'm not going to tell you what. Um, but someone has asked me and I did, I did answer, but, um, they were like, Oh, that's it. That's, that's a little out there, but I can't imagine people being f- totally freaked out. It's by probably that. not that bad. That's not yeah. bad. Nothing's bad. I mean, as long as you're not. Yeah. But people, I, I, yeah. some, some chicks would probably like more conservative neocon chicks would be like, that's fucking weird. But I, but for the most part, they're every- going to think, they think like 
butt stuff is weird. Like they think like it's just fucking it's, anything it's other less than like intense. missionary is weird. It's you less know? intense than bust, butt stuff for sure. But I th- I even even oh. I found that like very conservative women for the most part would be like, wait a minute, do you want me to do that? That and they'll see that it was like, oh, you pissed me off today, and like you don't understand. <laughs> That this is not punishment for me. <laughs> yeah. No, this is this is not punishment. This yeah. feels good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, actually, no, there are a lot of conservatives who are in a kink. You know, like, that's. I think that's a way for them to get out there. Oh, neocons are the on. craziest they, I've they ever had. They are super kinky. Yeah. The ones that, you know, that you They're would expect to be it. weirdos are usually the most vanilla people on the face of the planet. Like liberals – so fucking Democrats and quote unquote SJWs. I've found that they're fucking super vanilla. A lot of the times they're super fucking vanilla. Yeah, I think I'm I think people think I'm probably a lot more into weird shit than I actually am in practice because I talk about weird shit all the time. But (laughs) I live a pretty boring life. Yeah, which is good for right now. Anyway, I just need things to be boring. For the quote-unquote conservative girls and neocon girls, Trump-supporting girls. Those are the ones that are like fucking freaks. They just don't want to talk about it in public because they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be good, you know. And, and vanilla. Everything needs to be vanilla. But once the doors are closed, they're like fucking. Whoa! Even that's too much for me. Sorry, I'm out. <laughs> I'll actually no. I'll try it once and see how I like it. But just yeah. like, let's do some edge play. Like. <laughs> They're like knifing and shit. Um. <laughs> it's like whoa! <laughs> I just wanted. I just wanted to be choked a little I bit. Just, this is yeah. <laughs> What's up? Anyways. Um, <laughs> what was I going with that? I forgot where the whole train of thought. Oh yeah, yeah. Facebook. <laughs> Everybody's trying to go to like me, we now that's the new thing. That's the new steam of du jour. Um, I'm not having any of it. I, I, I did sign up for an account and I'll post stuff on there, but why do we need an alternative to Facebook? Even if it is privacy centric, even if they're not storing information about you, whatever, why, what's the point? Like keeping in contact with friends. Well, there's Facebook for that. You can keep in contact with friends and not divulge all of your personal information to Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of interesting. Sorry, that was a really gross noise. Um, (laughs) I'm waiting for the phone to drink again because this this vodka ain't going to drink itself. (laughs) Wait, wait, what did you say? Did you just say you're waiting for the phone? I'm waiting for your phone to ring again because this vodka ain't going to drink itself. I'm playing the drinking game. Oh, okay. No, it's been (laughs) muted. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Damn it. I'm sorry your your afternoon drinking got ruined. <laughs> it's midnight to me. <laughs> it's midnight somewhere. Yeah. Well, no, my AMs are PMs, so. Right, right, yeah. right. Uh, and you know this. <laughs> I do know this. I do know this. I uh so okay, where were we we were talking about Facebook and everybody going the, to meet. Oh, oh, so so people <laughs> It is kind of interesting. So, like, it, it is shitty that corporations are taking our data and selling it to other corporations. That's been going on for a really long time. And I think there there's some concern that people are like, oh, well, I don't want them to know about my, like, well, the, the easiest way for, like, them to not know about your stuff or get your data is to just not give as much data. And yeah. 
that's difficult because it is kind of like a feedback machine. You get addicted. The way they've set up, the way they've structured social media is for it to get you addicted by feeding stuff and feeding off of likes, likes and mm-hmm. or little love things or retweets or shares or whatever like that. So it's a really good model for hooking people in, but you can break it. You can just not share as much stuff. And I mean, stop liking pages. You can stop liking pages. That's important. If if you're going around liking certain things, like even if it's like, oh, I like McDonald's. Oh, I like, um, you know, I like Arizona iced tea or, oh, I like uh, uh, Project Veritas or, oh, I like, you know, French press coffee. If you're doing that sort of thing, they they have algorithms that can go like, well, you like this and you like this and you like this. And sure, none of those are related to like sex in any way. But no, now we know that you're into like – that that you're into, you know, that that you're gay, that you that you um, that you support certain political candidates just based on the certain preferences that you have, because those are atypical, or those are not atypical, but those are typical traits of Bernie supporters, and so they can target ads at you, and now they know, and people would would see this and go like, how the fuck did they know that I'm that I'm a Democrat? I never talk about politics on there. Well, it's because those are you know people who like. Uh, in and out and people who like um, My Little Pony or whatever, those are qualities that are associated with this ideology or this sexual preference or this kink or this whatever. And they can advertise to you at those. They can just know it through those things. It's fucking creepy. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, then it's, I mean, creepy, like, yeah, I mean, this whole economy is built on selling you shit you don't need. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> They want to find the best shit that will appeal to that part of you that likes to, you know, yep. spend money on random shit. And that's how they make money. And uh, and people people actually like that in a way. Yep. I mean, they're not stopping it. I don't think people are going to stop using Facebook because of this. Uh, it's not even news. I don't understand how it's news because, uh, again, we've known about this for so long. It's not even fake news. It's just not news. It's just hot news. It's just like, oh, so they've been doing what they've always been doing. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, that was their whole plan from the very beginning. But what's interesting, I guess what's more interesting, like, I don't know, you're never going to stop the transfer of data, but it is interesting to kind of think about how social media can be used to influence things politically. Yeah. That's more interesting to me. And they're, they're it's actively very doing easily this. exploitable. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like Facebook is even... Ha- openly admitting in public forums that they're they're going to be censoring things that are more on the conservative spectrum i mean not not just socially conservative but eco- more economically conservative or libertarian or things that aren't completely in line with bernie sanders or hillary clinton if you're not in that kind of camp they're going to start suppressing your stuff and favoring those things because look we dropped the ball during the 2000 election and russians bought like Five hundred bucks worth of ads, and that changed the election. <laughs> so we're going to take an active stance and kind of suppress things that aren't in what we would consider to be preferable, which is big government, more left-leaning center, left-center kind of ideologies. And even that can only be done so much because a lot of this stuff is so automated through algorithms yeah. and stuff. Like you're not going to – like so a conservative's news feed isn't all, all of a sudden going to turn into like articles, like Huffington Post articles. Yeah. 
all over the place because they still have their same friends. They still have liked all of the same pages. They're, they're still all of that. I mean, as much as they can kind of suppress it, they've the way that they've structured it also makes it difficult for them to suppress it really too much. You know, I don't think you're going to see people, again, like people are very much locked into their tribes on social media. Yeah. And, and, and the you worst don't see thing, a lot of cross communication. The worst thing is when you start, when you're, let's say that you're libertarian and you only like things like, um, you know, libertarian related, then what that does is it turns you off from anything else that, you know, yeah. any, it, it turns you into a giant echo chamber and you're never going to ever expose yourself to any other new ideas or concepts and stuff. So that's why I'm always like, when I was, I, I'm, I'm, I'm since kind of divorcing myself from Facebook. I go on there to, to share my links and stuff, look at the first two things in my timeline, and then I'm off. Uh, check my messages, and then I'm off. I, tr- I try to avoid that thing like the fucking plague because the news feed is the worst thing in the face of the, <laughs> ever devised. Every time I go through that thing, I'm like, this is the worst. Everything is terrible. Like, oh, a cooking video on how to cook something completely disgusting or, uh, you know, a, a viral video. I love video those from, disgusting videos. Oh, or, God. I like – I love them so much. Or, or the, the viral video <laughs> that was viral in 2007, but now it's viral again because someone put black bars on the top and bottom with a funny text and a couple of emojis oh my god it's i know like fucking we just now figured out about figured out chocolate rain we just now figured out this that was a thing welcome oh to 11 god. years ago <laughs> like god i remember chocolate rain some wild, yeah, wild and it, i remember going through my feed and i was like that's it i'm uninstalling <laughs> facebook from my, my phone everything and by the way facebook also when you have that app on your phone they know where you go they know when you go to what, whatever store that you went to, you know, like yeah, that, that little that little secret that, you know, how you, how you went to the sex store last week. They know about it. Chances are they know what you bought there and they know like how you paid for it. Just using yep. the information that's on your, you know, that, that your phone has, especially if you're using one of those little kind of card readers on your phone. They know what you bought. And now they know that that you're into butt stuff. Now they're going to start targeting ads at you. And if you do that at work. Which people, could be good for you. Yeah. But uh, it could be bad for you if you're trying to keep that secret from your professional life and right. you're at work and there's a bunch of ads for butt stuff. Not good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you do see a lot of that. And it is especially depending on kind of what you're doing and what lifestyle you have. Yeah, as people are going to it could be risky professionally or you know socially if you say you are a conservative who's into butt stuff or into like some kind of kinky stuff but that's really not acceptable for the people in your life and that ends up getting found out i mean it can really hurt your reputation and it can be very bad for you um i mean you know maybe you'll be less repressed and you should you know <laughs> but sometimes you maybe, can't maybe. in a professional setting. You just can't do that. But sometimes, yeah, you can't go back and like you know. Because there's people like me who won't go to your bank because you got a toot at the teller with a with a twelve gauge in his ear, right? I'm not doing it. <laughs> so weird. That is such a weird thing to base. Anyways, I don't know. It's it's just a weird thing to base. Well, what I'm on. trying to say is that. MeWe is not the answer. Replacing Facebook with, with a different Facebook with a different policy is not going to fix any of that problem of all that time suck of wasted time 
yeah. going to another platform isn't going to solve that. It's, I, and I would say that Steam, it's even worse because it incentivizes groupthink. Because you're getting paid yeah. to get people to agree with you. And when there's conflict and you're not getting those likes and you're not getting that money, then you're going to be disincentivized from doing such a thing. That's why I really fucking hate Steam It. Um, yeah, I really hate it too. And yeah, we've talked about Steam. I mean, when Steam It first came out, we were shitting on Steam It. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm surprised it's still a thing. I'm not that surprised. It's, it's not a really thing. a thing. <laughs> it's, really, um, it's, a, it's a thing with like a very small select group of people. And it's it's completely like I know that there's one guy on it uh, and I'll mention him because he's got a he's got a good YouTube channel. His name is Voluntarist Japan. Uh, the, the dude has been really good about calling out people's shit uh, like us. He's turning into a Lulbert. It's kind of funny. Um but like most of the stuff that's on there, you know, except for him and maybe Jeremy and some of the, you know, that kind of crowd, for the most part, a lot of it's kind of kokesh. Like everybody's got to agree with each other all the time. Everybody's got to be friends. There's can't be no infighting because if that if that happens, you're not going to get as many likes. And if you don't get as many likes, you're not going to get so much steam revenue and you're going to be like marginalized from the platform. So the incentive, the financial incentive is for you to agree with everybody there. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, it is bullshit. I, I hate that. It's it's a, one of the several reasons I never got on the platform, even though, like, maybe I should have been more opportunistic yeah. <laughs> and less critical because maybe I could have made some money. But I don't want to be incentivized for yeah. people always agreeing with me or stuff like that. And even Facebook, like, I, I've really, in the past several years, just gone out of my way to try to get out of like the libertarian echo chamber and stuff and like different types of pages and like kind of play with the algorithm some and see, you know, how I can kind of change the newsfeed and change my own echo chamber. And I think that's really valuable for people to do. And, uh, but it does lead to like some weird stuff because I'll post something that I think is really good. That's by God forbid, I agree with anyone who's not a fucking libertarian because libertarians will jump on my fucking threads like having meltdowns that you know it doesn't align completely with everything that they believe in or something so the app is garbage it is argumentation and, uh, ethics is chelsea garbage. chelsea manning is a hero and mm. contrapoints is really fucking smart and worth listening to Do you want to fight a little bit just, just a stuff. tiny little bit just a little tiny little bit i think i, th I think <laughs> I think you want to fight a little bit. I think I want to fight just a I, tiny bit. I think you want to you want to fight. I, a I do bit, think that you? what she, what she did was heroic. Chelsea Manning, what she did was heroic. Chelsea, yeah. I think now she's got some definite problems, especially like trying to quote unquote infiltrate the alt right movement. I don't know how much that's infiltration versus maybe leaning that way. And I definitely don't like some of the, her political policies but yeah what she did completely no I'm i don't think she's it. leaning that way i think she's using what she learned in prison to try to reach out to people i mean because you i mean you, you mean can't like making really prison be shanks? an island <laughs> no no like, she, she's talked about this no she's talked about this like in prison like you you do have to make like strategic allyships with people that you otherwise might not in the real world for like survival purposes okay, that's and stuff. Fair. it's hard to it's hard to exist as an island in prison you know and it even though she was put in solitary quite a bit and stuff i mean she still had to learn to like interact with the environment around her and when you're in prison you're in the ultimate like survival environment 
okay, unless you're fair. living in the woods or something. So yeah, she she had to make strategic alliances. So she's taking that experience that not a lot of people have really had, especially if they've been political activists or stuff like that. And she's applying it to the real world, whether or not it's it translates as well or whether or not it's as effective. That's very much debatable. But because she has such a high profile, she can reach across to the aisle to these people and demand their attention. Whereas other people like other like someone like me, who when I see some of these alt-right people or even not alt-right, but like conservative being like, I can't find a liberal to debate me. I can't find a leftist to debate me. I like pipe up and I'm like, I'll debate you, but I don't have the social capital or following. So <laughs> it gets ignored. Whereas Chelsea Manning, they have to recognize and they're going to even be nice to her to try to recruit her, but she's much smarter than them. So now, like, I think catching a lot of shit from the left for that it was a really good example of the left's misplacement of outrage. I oh, completely wow. disagreed with them calling her like a Nazi or sympathetic to Nazis or things okay. like that. That's fair. So. But ContraPoints is completely wrong about it. Uh, what? Economics. Completely wrong. 100%. She doesn't really talk much about economics. Well, she did, a, she did a video about it, and it was fucking god-awful. Is it the one, What's Wrong with Capitalism? Yeah. One? Oh, I think she was really right. I mean, on the critical side of it. She didn't I'll really offer a again. lot of solutions. I'll have to watch I, it again, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll fight you on it. <laughs> well, we can watch it again. We'll fight. But she late, didn't really offer... Episode. We're not yeah, fighting this episode anyway. And it's yeah, not even we, a conscious thing. Fight. We just had a lot of things to agree with. And we're like, well, since we got, we're going to be agreeing with everything, let's just make it fun. But, yeah. Uh, so snitches get stitches. Kink is good for you. Yeah. Uh, we didn't even touch on that. I might as well just say that before we head out because I really need to go get, get my check. Um, I think I said that like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not for punching Nazis. I know that you are, but I will say that stitches I'm, I, I'm get stitches. not for me punching Nazis. I'm okay with other people punching Nazis. If, if, you mean if Nazis get happen to get punched, ain't my business. Yeah. It's funny to me. It's funny to me too. I think, I think there's some negative things that can come out of it, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to laugh at first. I'll agree with that. I think some of them deserve a punching though. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say punching Nazis, Nazis is good, but snitches do get stitches and get buried in ditches. Let me just say yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Yep. So, you want got anything you want to plug <laughs> before you go? A new thing. Uh, let's see. I don't really it have be any new thing. New, even your old stuff. Even my old. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll talk about my old stuff. So I have some stuff coming out on Patreon. It's I'm mostly writing right now. I need to do another podcast. I'm working on putting together maybe an interview or something. I've been kind of hibernating for a while, so I've mostly been writing and putting that stuff up on Patreon. But you can see all that, patreon.com slash mklords, and then I'm Iconis Ass on the podcast apps. I'm on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud, and I also put the super secret outtakes on Patreon. So I'm still doing the same stuff, uh, and I'm also working on a couple longer books and stuff too. But. As I get more information on that, I will, I will put it out there. Excellent. But yeah, send me any weird self help stuff you find because it's all in that realm. Yeah, it's, if, so if anybody can, if anybody can get an ebook version out to her, because I'm I'm not in the greatest financial situation right now because accident car. Um, yeah, but if anybody could buy her uh, "Crushing It" by Gary Vaynerchuk, not crush it, 
Crushing It. It's the newer one. Uh, definitely send that out to her. I'm sure she would be interested in reading that one. That one's really good. Heck yeah. And you can buy it through shop.lowbirds.com and get all your Amazon stuff done. Blah, 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 blah. Shameless plug ad. Uh, and I, th- I think maybe next episode I'll, 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 we'll do an uh, Amazon run through and see if all the crap – People bought on Amazon because um, I don't think there's any good shows that do that. I don't think there's any good shows whatsoever that do that. I can't think of a single one Not, that has an after show no, where they do that. No. And, 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 and I imagine totally not be. I imagine them off. if there was, it would be good. But despite like one of the best, but but despite having a terrible co-host, a good co-host and a terrible one. I would just say that, that that's that's what that's I, that's what I imagine a, such a show would be. Whoa! That would do that. Who would be the who would be the bad co-host? I don't know. Probably someone who fancies himself um, a sovereign citizen. And uh, ouch! Because because of a, because of a poorly chosen fake last name. That's just, maybe that, that's what I'm. That's this. Is, I don't know. I'm just thinking. I'm just imagining. You know. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. I think you're trying to start fights with other people now. I don't I don't even know who you're talking about. Something's brewing. Something's brewing there. You like you like fighting a bit too yeah. much. And did I mention like, the Matrix? You sucks like getting your butt kicked a bit too and much. And that the gladiator is completely <laughs> fucking overrated. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Uh anyways. <laughs> I don't remember the gladiator. <laughs> because it's overrated. Uh anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on, MK. Thanks for having me. And I'll, f- and I'll fight you next time. <laughs> All right. You will lose next time. Uh, I'm still, I still got my intergender wrestling championship belt. <sighs> Ooh. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you, you mean the, like, I don't understand hyperlinks belt? Trigger. <laughs> Anyways, I'll talk to you later. Hail Satan. <laughs> Hail Satan! Hail Satan!